Tim Kittra from NBA Jam, NFL Blitz, and Mutant Football League saying, you're watching video game bullshit. <laughs> Kaboom! This is Master Daniel Piscina. Get over here to video game bullshit. Welcome to episode 129 of Video Game Bullshit! It's here. It's time. End of the year episode, Tristan. It's the end of times. The end of times. <laughs> 2023, anyway. <laughs> Holy cow. That was dark. That got dark. That got dark. The end of times. <laughs> Craziness. Uh, we're actually recording not on a Sunday for the first time, and it's because Sunday yeah. was the holiday, and we made it work. Mm. So what have you been up to, man? Oh, well, um, you could probably guess if if those of you uh, have watched any other VGBS uh, episodes in the last um, months, you know that I'm working on my book. But right now I'm in the uh, the final stages, as as Jeff likes to put it, the 90 percent of the work or I think you said that. <laughs> it's it's where you, you know, you go into hardcore like correcting and and scrutinizing and scope creep and. You're like, oh man, I need to add this. I need to add that. Oh, why did I do this at the very beginning? Like, yeah. So it just it's time consuming, but uh I really feel like if I concentrate really hard and spend every waking moment at my computer, I could finish this within a, the week. I might be I might be close to done here. Might <laughs> until I find something else to work on. <laughs> So well, you haven't yeah. had uh, anybody QAQC it yet either. Oh no, I have, I have, I have been. Um, so I uh, nothing. No, yet. you haven't. No, yeah, the, do, the guy I'll that matters. <laughs> well, it's good. It's good. I'm going through this this first round so that I can catch all the 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 really obvious stuff, and then you can get the really hard stuff. It's a dangerous game, Cotton. Really hard <laughs> stuff might require a lot of reformatting. Yeah, we'll see. Because that's the one thing that I've noticed over the years is like you make one small little tweak and then you don't realize oh. that it affects something else. And then you're like, dude, boom, boom, boom. Well, yeah, especially when you're talking about putting things in order. Because like if if one thing is out of order, it cascades and it you got to you know, move everything, everything. And, and I'm talking about like libraries with like 16, 1700, 1800 games. <laughs> it's not a small thing to change. Psycho, man. Psycho. <laughs> hey, it's craziness, but it's rough, dude. It's there. worth it. It's worth you're it. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the one thing, though, is that, like, um, in book creation, though, like, you, you'll realize eventually that it, you don't have to get it done in a week, man. Like, you, you can take your time and make it perfect. <laughs> but I want to. <laughs> It'll be okay. Like, I want my life back. We have lots of other things. We have lives, and you're allowed yeah. to live that, Tristan. You're allowed yeah. to live that life. I mean, the perfect example is that um, Twisted Rally's Black Box Challenge has taken years to get right with the right sure. imagery, the right art, and yeah. it's in printing now. I mean, it'll be mm-hmm. shipping. Um, you know, it's in that three to four month pipeline after you order printing. Um, yep. Just like the NES book, we're now waiting on freight shipping, even though I was able to show it off on the previous episode, like it's um, still in freight shipping. So it's in that pipeline now, which is wild because <clears throat> then we'll open up actual pre-orders for it um, for the Twisted Realities book um, and see how it goes. But, dude, I told you I didn't tell you I didn't tell you what I actually did yesterday, but this is what I did yesterday. Oh, wait, is that Diamond Head? That's Coco Head, even taller. Coco Head. Oh, really? Okay. Coco Head. 
So we Dang. did Coco Head yesterday. Um, just to put things into perspective, that's how far down this shit was. And this was not at the top. I did that, <laughs> that twice was not yesterday. At the top. I would have died. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it was oh my crazy. Gosh, man. Like it was crazy. Gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it was yesterday. Um, went all the way up to it, saw the sunrise and all that. It was cool. Like we just went with my unit and um our, my friend Shannon is out here visiting from Georgia with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So they went with me. My wife sent a picture of herself with a selfie in bed still. Um <laughs> she was still in bed. That's my wife. Um gotcha. But yeah, it was it was wild. And then we got some delicious breakfast afterward. I said, I'm there for the breakfast. Like I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was that was wild. That was wild. It was cool though. I'm tired, man. Um, the other thing that's in the news, which is pretty cool for us, what's going on? Hagen's Alley Books is now got the official trademark. Yeah, um, use on it. And the interesting part about that is, is that you can't do an Amazon store till you have an official trademark. So um they're expect everyone for Hagen's alley books to be on amazon um and the warehouse that i use because obviously i'm not shipping from hawaii um the warehouse that i fulfill with does have an amazon portion so it can automatically fulfill from the warehouse to amazon so you should be able to get things with better shipping that is the important piece right there so those that pre-order you know, get the Kickstarter, you get all the cool, like, get your name in there and everything. But after that, if you go on Hagen's Alley, it does calculate stripping. If you go on Amazon, you can use it with all of your Amazon incentives. And that Heck is yeah, man. really cool. And that's something as a, you know, small indie publisher, you can't offer on your website. But you Mm-mm. can if you put it on Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'd be super dope. I'm going to put all the stuff that I have in stock on the website. Um, the one thing that you're going to notice is, um, on Amazon, I have had broke ass Kindle versions of my books up there where <laughs> I just put the PDFs up and apparently that didn't work well. Cause I see on there, um, there's reviews that say that you can't view this and it's all on the Kindle version. So I want to figure out with Amazon if I can create a new listing for the physical books, because yeah. there's like one star reviews because the Kindle's broken. Uh, and i'm like that kind of sucks um and it's and it's literally like i need to figure it out and i um i did some googling and it's a massive undertaking i have to basically rewrite the entire redesign and rewrite the entire book to put it into a kindle version um with indexing and a bunch of crazy new stuff um it's on my backlog to do but as i'm creating new books i would rather have new books versus just redoing the old ones in a digital version. Um, however, if you all are interested that are listeners and getting Kindle versions that are actually legit, and not broke ass, um, let me know. And I will, you know, put that into my side priority. And I'll work on it concurrently with other books. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that we have going on is episode 128. We covered the Nestev compo. Um, I off episode, maybe on episode, but I was like, Tristan, what if I created a quick mini book on it? And so I did last week. And so Tristan has been um, trying to get it into the printing because as we talk about at the end of the episode, um, 
Tristan's video game collector's field guide, he actually broke out every single console um, and you do your own binding on it and stuff, which is like mm-hmm. a cool little spiral bound, quick, not super high quality, but affordable nope. little yeah. mini books. And I'm like, well, we could do that for some of the VGBS stuff that we do. Um, so I created it, ended up being 108 pages because I can't do anything small, apparently. I just have a problem. <laughs> um, but it looks cool as hell. Um, yeah. And then Tristan ha- had, to, had to go through within the last few days what I call Printergate 2023. Oh, so... <laughs> the you know, was we do small form. Like like I said, these smaller, like these smaller mm-hmm. little books, like this RPM PlayStation magazine that I got. I love the smaller form. And... Um, we, we were trying and Tristan had some stories. Yeah. Let me, let me see if I can summarize this. Um, first off, like that, that size is called a five. Um, and a five isn't a mass produced size of paper to be able to buy. Uh, if you go on Amazon, there's like a couple of options and, uh, the, the high, high quality one, the one that I want, the one that I wanted. It's twenty five dollars for two hundred and fifty pages, so it's ten cents a page. That's not cheap, not cheap at all. Um, so I got that, and, and you know, just as a proof of concept, I wanted to see what it looked like, and you know, if it's worthwhile, then yeah, sure, we'll we'll go ahead and print it on there. Um, but then I ran into some other issues, like you know, obviously we're we're putting a book together. We want to make this two sided, and we also want to make it borderless. Um, that creates a problem because I, I have an, an inkjet printer that does borderless, but apparently it doesn't like it, it. Number one, doesn't like the A5 size doing borderless. And if I do borderless, it doesn't want to do two-sided automatically. Don't know why. Thanks, uh, Epson. Um, and and now, now we'll thank HP for another issue. And so, now... Now this layout that I did is is dope. It looks cool as hell. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, but it like, looks great. So this will be the first time anybody will see the layout. So show the good one first or maybe the big one. First. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is – ignore these uh, these sides so, here. Uh, so this will be like for the now. inside of the book. This isn't the cover, but this is yeah. like the inside this of the book. This is an inside page. Yeah, it's just like um, the intro to the Nestev combo. Um, exactly. And, and this is all written reviews for all 24 games. Yeah. Um, we took our episode and did full uh, reviews. Um that is, is the, the cover. cover. Yeah. That is the cover. And so I took the the Nestev compo and then I put a lot of the characters around there, which, you know, pulling the character sprites out of the game, uh, ROMs, doing my own screenshots, and then creating mm-hmm. the character ROMs. Or not character ROMs, the character sprites from the ROMs. Um, so I did all that design work. It was fun. Yeah, was so fun. there's there's an example page of that and the sprite taken out of there. Heck yeah. Yep. So as you can see, this is from my LaserJet printer, but it doesn't mm-hmm. do borderless. It does do yeah. A5, but it doesn't do borderless because it's a LaserJet printer. Uh, only like commercial LaserJet printers do borderless because it would uh, do toner buildup where uh, where the edges of the pages are. Just not yeah. not a good thing. Um, but <laughs> one thing that we found out is whenever we're doing two sided for uh, on on my HP LaserJet, uh, there's a bug where every other page which ended up being every even page looks like this and so like it might be a little uh, there we go but it's like garbled in the middle (laughs) it's It's so weird and that is it it prints like every other line upside down 
It's yeah. it's so odd. Well, I um, even tried like flattening it because I'm like, well, mm-hmm. maybe it's just messing with the text and the PDF. And no, it's actually doing the lines in the printer. It's a, it's an HP feature. It's a feature. Um, it, this doesn't happen with uh, normal sized pages, eight eight and a half by eleven letter pages, but it does happen with A five size pages for some reason. Uh, so I have. Um, you know, uh, submitted a bug report to HP, and hopefully they fix it in some driver update in the future. What we have done, however, uh, to mitigate this and to um, get around the cost of the pages, I have the same high-quality paper, uh, you know, in normal, like, printer paper, 8.5 by 11, um, but I purchased a guillotine-style paper cutter that can cut hundreds of pieces of paper at the same time with precision so we can overprint and then print uh, cut it down to size mm-hmm. i already can anticipate the next fun thing will be like when you print double-sided it's printing it over the top so that way it's one-to-one and not like mm-hmm. like sideways like it'll print like slightly like this and then it's going to be like doing that. no it's mine's pretty good about that actually yeah we shall see. Yeah, I know. I, and from from what I've done in the past, and and I've done uh, with my. I like your optimism, printer. Tristan. After well, Printergate twenty twenty three and dealing with is, every single problem. No, I am being very <laughs> optimistic. But this is speaking from experience. I've actually done uh, two sided game manuals that lined up pretty well. So, yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh-huh. Um, because um, the goal is to put these up on the website soon. And that way, yeah. people can order them and get yep. them. And we're going to try to make, make them, them pretty order. affordable. Try to make them pretty affordable for everybody, so that way you can get them. And we will have some cool items. And if people like it, we can do more things like this with our like maybe we do the games that we've reviewed in season five, and Heck we do yeah. like a quick book on season five. Um, yeah, this uh, VGBS presents is not going to be a one-off. This nope. will be a new series. Especially people like it, it's it's well worth the time, and it doesn't take a mm-hmm. ton of time to design because they're smaller factor. Yeah. Um, and this will be an, an, you know, adding on to the other stuff that we're working on. Yeah. Um, so for projects, Higgins Alley book projects, um, I am still working on the complete <clears throat> Genesis book. Um, I want to say I'm almost done writing the reviews for the T games now. So mm-hmm. I'm getting there. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the twisted realities black box challenge is fully ordered and paid for. So that is coming in the mail. And then the NES oddities or not NES oddities. The NES oddities is in the complete NES book is in shipping, but over the last week, the Metroidvania Chronicles is completely funded and finished on Kickstarter. Heck yeah. And it was awesome. We had a lot of backers. I think that was like as many backers as a Switch collector. Very like, nice. Like, that was awesome. Um, so that's, and that is a reoccurring, <laughs> a reoccurring project that I will be doing because um, I went down what I call the bullshit rabbit hole. Tristan. Um, and Sorry, just writing a note so I don't forget later. Bullshit rabbit hole, Tristan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I've been looking up Metroidvanias and I went down the Metroidvania category on Steam. And so I don't know if you know this, but if you go on Steam, you go on the store, you can sort by genre and you can type in Metroidvania and it goes hundreds 
And so I went down the rabbit hole and everyone that I didn't recognize from my list, I added them all. To oh man, that's cool. And we should randomize that list. Play those. Well, well, and then I did. So then the other thing is, is then I sorted, I put them all to my wish list. And then mm. I went to the wish list and I sorted by price. There's a bunch of free to play ones. And there's a bunch of 50 cent games that were on sale from like 95, 99% off and stuff. So I downloaded and, and bought all the, the on sale Metroidvania. So I got about 30 or 40 new games oh, dang. that are just there. And they're That's all awesome. going to be various qualities and things that will fit into the various categories of the book. So the thing that I want to do for everyone is not just cover the big stuff. Cause like, for example, in, in volume two, obviously I'm gonna have to cover like Shantae um, and the pirate's curse. Like that's a mm -hmm. big one that has been requested, but then I'll cover like some random small indie game that nobody's tracking. That'll be super fun. And whether it's good or bad, it might be in the avoid. Maybe it'll be in the, the modern, maybe it'll be in the, and I'm going to create a budget section as well for the uh, console. Cause like the legacy section was like the first volume only from there on. It'll be modern, retro budget um you know avoids um and stuff like that but i'm gonna start that after all the backers get me their stories and i think i've gotten like two or three already um from the backers stories um and i gave them all a two three week deadline it's like the quickest deadline i've ever done i'm like you got a couple weeks give yeah. me your stories um and i'm going into print because i gotta then format all those into the book and then submit it to print um, so I want to do that soon. Um, I don't know if I'll beat the Chinese New Year. Uh, oh, be gosh, I, I always forget about that. I never do anymore. It's been. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll, I'll beat the Chinese New Year or not, but that's OK because I'm it's already done. The book's already done. So all I got to yeah. do is forward. And then I'll start as soon as I get that done and submitted. I'll start on volume two. While I'm still working on Switch Collector Volume Three and the Complete Genesis. After Complete Genesis is done, which I want to get printed in 2024, that's the you know the Hagen's Alley resolutions as Genesis continuing Metroidvania Chronicles and hopefully Switch Collector Volume Three. That's the three that I would like to get published in 2024. Um, yeah. After Genesis, though, I'd like to move on to Turbo Graphics 16 and PC Engine. Hell yeah, dude! That'd be I, amazing. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. I'm not going yeah. in 64. I'm not going like that's that's too easy. And as we've talked about, that's not our favorite nostalgic consoles. Um, but, you nah. know, um, it would be easier to do research because somebody created a video game collector's field guide for me to look at. Yeah, it has a lot of good images and, and everything. Help me. Help Already me. built in. Help me, Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> but I still got to go down the bullshit rabbit hole of screenshots and research. And so you're doing the complete Turbo Graphics. You're not going to do like the complete Gizmondo first, or the complete uh, Game Park 32, or maybe I'll do the complete Zemix. There you go. Complete Zemix. That's okay. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I forgot about this and I'm glad we can talk about this right now. I didn't realize you're an MSX collector. Look over my right shoulder. I might have something to show off that I got. Oh, yeah. Zemix Super V. Is that like the mini? That is. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Maybe. That's awesome, dude. That's it's awesome. The thing that I got in the mail. Oh, I can shut so up now. Badass. Ah, uh, so this you don't, you don't know how mail. tempted I was to yes, mm-hmm. And that's badass. Bonus dude. second controller. Nice. 
Nice. So, a Zemix, for those of you that aren't hipster uber nerds like Tristan and I, a <laughs> Zemix is an MSX consoleized version. Yeah. The MSX, for those that don't know what that is, is yeah. a Microsoft computer system from the NES era that has not only discs but cartridges. The cartridges are about the same form factor as a Famicom. Um, some of those games, so those in the know would know the popular games like Metal, um, like Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two um, mm -hmm. were released, and not Metal Gear Two that like Snake's Revenge on the NES. Metal Gear actual Solid Metal Gear Snake, Two Solid yeah. Snake on the MSX, uh -huh. um, and so the Zemix is a weird Korean <laughs> consoleized version, um, and there are actual unique individual Zemix released games that are kind of like bootleggy. Like there's a Mike Tyson's punch out for the Zemix. Yes, there is. Mike and there's a really expensive Tetris. And yeah, there's it, the rabbit hole goes deep. Now I ordered the white version. I don't know if I got the white version. Cause if you flip over this box, it just shows the black. Version. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't That's know. That's funny, dude. Um, now my assumption is the mini, um, is a re-release, right? Yes, that's, mm -hmm. that's my assumption. Yeah, that um, that one it's it's recent. It was like this year or last year. Now, what out. I don't know is, does it take actual MSX Zemix cartridges? That you you're gonna have to tell me because I don't know. Well, shall we? <laughs> well, we're doing it live, folks. We're doing it live. I haven't, I haven't opened it yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this Zemix thing is is super cool, um, and. I will tell you right off the bat, absolutely not. Okay, very. It's way too small. Okay, it's way too small. Yeah. So absolutely. for for any of you that are curious about the Zemix and want to see one of the coolest, see how small. Oh, that's teeny tiny. Yeah. <laughs> um. This is a HD mini console, like yeah. the NES Mini. This thing is super cool, though. I I paid like twenty bucks for it or something. It was is not. Oh hell yeah! But look up the Zemix Turbo. Uh, it's one of the coolest game console looking game consoles uh, ever made. Nice, super cool little stuff on here. Um, so this thing is like loaded with games though, and it actually has a a manual in here, all in you know Korean. But it has like your your so what games. There's a game called Brother Adventure. I've never heard of it before. Literally Mario Brothers. Yeah, that's <laughs> Mario Brothers. Yeah, there's. But there's a ton of games on here. That's so cool. Legendary Knight, Boggle Boggle. Um, there's a game called Super Boy. <laughs> Super Mario. Like, yeah. So all the fun bootleggy stuff's on here. Double Dragon. Yeah, um, we, we say bootleg, and we don't use that, uh, that term lightly. It is no. very much a bootleg console. Like there's a Super Bubble Bobble, Tetris, Fa Tetris. Like... Superboy 2, Tetris oh. 2, Knuckle Joe. Um, yeah, there's there's a ton of games on here. And it's all in this manual, which is what I like. It's like the manual. And then there's four reviewers on here. All in Korean, so I can't read. Or yeah, can't sure. Super Altered Beasts, Vigilante, Sky Fighter, Gunsmoke. Um, like there's Block Hole in here. Block Hole would be a quarth in here which is pretty cool so this is a, a perfect time for a shameless plug of my my book if uh yes. if zemix is news to you um you need to read my book 
because the Zemix is in there, as, along with a lot of other consoles you've never heard of. Yeah, and it says right here, the representative MSX computer that was popular in Korea. And it actually yeah, has a little history the of the Zemix in here. Yeah, buddy. Is Isn't the Turbo in there? Zemix Turbo, I wonder. Yeah, yeah Zemix Neo, Zemix CPR. You got the, um, the Neo, the Mini, and then the Super Mini. So they actually have the Zemix Mini, which has the uh, the version of this crazy one in there mm-hmm. as a mini console, too. That stuff's cool. <clears throat> like, So this is actually insane because this is done how we would have done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, really, really cool. Um, and really ironically, <laughs> I would rather have this version than a consoleized version because, like, if I had a consoleized version, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it'll it'll play, you know, MSX is not region locked, so you can play, you know, any region's games. But, yeah, what's the point of having a Zemix if you've already got an MSX too? You know what I mean? Like, Well, and my other thing is, is that um, right now... The games are expensive as shit. Oh, yeah. Zemix games? Ridiculous. Just go on eBay and look. Like, it is not cheap. No. So, yeah, there was the, the fun Zemix that we... <laughs> that's a rabbit hole right there. That's cool, um, man. That's I actually really cool. got it in the mail, and it's cool. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it was on eBay, so I think they still yeah. had a couple copies left, and it was a newer release. But, yeah, definitely does not fit cartridges. I, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, um, I didn't know either. So, yeah. Hey. I'm it, it never seen HDMI one in person, though, so I'm happy with that. That it does HDMI, mm-hmm. that's gonna be super cool. I'm gonna mess around with it, and it'll be a fun little, you know, bootleggy thing. And the thing is, I'm excited because the care that they put into that manual, um, it'll be interesting to see the care they put into the actual form factor when you play it on a television. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm actually wondering if uh, you know they they built in maybe like an English uh, language menu um, options. Maybe. I'm not expecting them to, but I'd be well, curious. Google Translate on the phone works pretty daggone well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like for the manual, I'm gonna look at it with Google Translate and see um, see what it looks like because yeah. uh, that I think that would be pretty fun. Um, Anyone looking on you or watching this on YouTube, you can see right there. I've got a copy of Vampire Killer and. Uh, Metal Gear for the MSX right there on my shelf. Yeah, there we go. It's awesome. Yeah, so um, maybe we'll do the complete, you know, Zemix. <laughs> That'll be a quick book. <laughs> well, well, it would, it would be, be like complete. I don't speak Korean. The end. It hasn't stopped me before. I did all the Famicom <laughs> games ever. Released, yeah, so. true. <laughs> true. No, but um, no, it would probably be the complete MSX, and then I would have a Zemix section in there. Yeah, but yeah. the thing mm-hmm. with that is, is that. Um, there would have to be enough people that would be interested to buy one to make a print. Uh, yeah, on. over here, I think you'd be hard-pressed to uh, get a wide variety of... Um, yeah. I, I, I just think if you took it to Kickstarter, it, it would be a, a tough sell. Yeah. yeah, I would have to do a multi-book like MSX and Xbox, <laughs> like Microsoft. Yeah, it, it would be part of like maybe a Commodore slash... Uh, ZX Spectrum slash uh, MSX or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. I would like to do a complete Commodore book eventually. And not complete Commodore book. Oof. Maybe. A yeah, I know. A complete-ish Commodore? No. There's over <laughs> 2,000 games that start with the letter A. So I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, you, you notice how I, I never even mentioned Commodore in my game collecting field guide, right? There's a reason for that. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I grew up on it, so I would love to do my favorites um, all Mm -hmm. time. It's favorites of all time. Um, That's actually, I think Bitmap did a Commodore like visual like highlights one, and that one was pretty fun to read. Um, I would like to do my own with reviews. That'd be pretty badass because I mean, Mm -hmm. I grew up like doing the waggle, freaking track and field, running fast. Like you just you just go back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are, like, I grew up on that stuff. This stuff was classic. And the waiting to load while you play board games. Good shit. Good shit. Um, I think I had a friend with an Amiga, and that was my experience with the uh, Commodore ish. Yep. I never had a Commodore 64. We had a Commodore VIC 20, but uh, I, I was too young to remember that. So, um, back with the Metroidvania Chronicles, um, if you missed out on the Kickstarter, there is actually a link on the Kickstarter page that takes you to the backer kit. So we did a backer kit with this one. So you click it, it goes to the backer kit, and you can actually still pre-order copies after the fact. And we've had we've had people do it since um since the Kickstarters went down. So the backer kit will continue. I added more more books that are on the website too, just there, just in case people go there and don't know that Hagen's Alley has books there. So they're there too. Um, as add-ons and things and also if you have your own kickstarter you can go and add on any of the books too to your pledge so nice there's some options in there for the backer kits backer kits a really cool one i didn't realize all i had to do is like click a button because i've done a backer kit in the past and it just throws the project in there and i'm like oh Mm. that makes it a lot easier and it does all the shipping easily i was like "Hmm." that's cool a lot easier to manage your um surveys as well so yeah it'll do the surveys in backer kit so um that's the projects for me i know you've you do yours as your what's going on so yeah i I, because that's all i've got going on i'm so bored or boring um i do have uh something that's going on but it fits more in the uh the pickups so i'm waiting oh okay Well, let's go to pickups. Tristan. All right. <laughs> pickups. What we got going on? We have to put gits because it's been Christmas and we got some cool shit for Christmas. That's right. Uh, do you want to just trade back and forth or do you want me to well, just trade everything that forth. I got? And and okay. since I already, we'll trade back and forth since yeah. we talked about the Zemex, you get to go first. Okay. So uh, I'll start with a couple of games that I got in the mail. A few that I've been waiting for from Limited Run. And if I have any of the same ones, um, I will show mine too, because I got a couple things in that we have been talking about finally. So I got the Castlevania Advanced Collection in, finally. Nice. I got the Telnet Shooting Collection. If I can get that glare off there. There we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, I picked up Scarlet Symphony. Nice. Yeah, there we go. Um, Dodon Pachi Side Daiojo. No, no, Daiojo, not Side Daiojo. Hold on, hold on. Is that this game? That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So, Play Asia. Play Asia. Yeah. We talked Play-Asia. about this. We had talked yes. about this on an episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got in this yesterday, actually. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so uh, and then like we talked about this one on an episode also a long time ago. And, and I didn't get it for the longest time because in the same order was that Dodon Pachi game. I finally got RPG time. Yes. Yeah. We'll have to do an episode yeah. 24 on it. Um, the other one that I got in, which was a shooter was this one. Devil engine. Oh man. I'm going to have to look that one up. It's a shoot em up. Hell yeah, dude. I got this one. It's a 1993 is what it says on the back. Um, also play Asia. Yeah. Yeah. I got both. Oh, dude. It. Okay. I'm going to put it in another order then. Yeah. 
Um, interesting, you mentioned limited run. So, uh, do you know the news of limited run? No. Oh well, yes. Uh, if you're talking about them losing licenses, so yes. Then yes. So, so it's an interesting perspective, and it'd be interesting to see what your thoughts are on this because I have thoughts too. So essentially, um, they're losing licenses. So you have till the end of the year until they lose licenses for certain games, but and that's a normal thing. But mm-hmm. they said that they are required to destroy all physical copies after the license is expired. <coughs> Say what? Okay, miss that part. Old physical copies will be destroyed. They don't buy it if somebody doesn't buy. It. That was the closest I've done, I've come to doing a spit take at my computer. <laughs> so, thoughts on that, Tristan? That um, going to literally throw away. My my first and my my initial thought is what? Yeah. How is well, is that written in a contract? That must be. How um, is that a thing? You know, on the publisher side of things, that's nothing that's a requirement what in the world for uh, premium what? edition games. I'll tell you that much. But my thing is, I would say old school limited run. I would say hell no. Because, I mean, little known fact is, is that, you know, <clears throat> those type of companies in the past um, would take that and do blind boxes and would go to yeah. conventions and sell my conventions yeah. and just sell them uh-huh. there. So there's no way. But the the um the random fact is is Embracer Group now owns them, so it might be part of it is that they're not going to care because they sold the company, like Josh yeah, sold yeah. the company. Josh is the one who posted that, by the way, um on oh on interesting media. yeah. So Josh Fairhurst. So um I would have called bullshit if it, if it, they didn't get bought up by Embracer Group. But the fact is is that Embracer Group's also firing tons and tons of people and all the brands that they've obtained and and doing all these things like i wouldn't put it past them to just be like yeah you're just gonna liquidate everything it's gone that's incredible um well i mean to me that means that you know that well we're on the we're recording this on the 29th of december and you said by the end of the year right well someone's gonna snap up uh, a true liquidation of all those games instead of them being destroyed yeah i mean what i'm tracking is is that they're taking discounts every day so today, whatever's on the website is discounted, then those games will be discounted even more tomorrow and, the, and on the 31st. Wow. So you could so, wait. Um, or it's all crazy. bullshit. It's a giant marketing ploy to sell yeah. out their stock at the end of the sure. year. Sure. Like, <laughs> like, like the uh, uh, used car lots that are like, we have to pay taxes on everything on our lot. So everything yeah. must go. And that could be what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also getting their bottom line at the end of 2023. So that way they don't have to, you know, get liquidated by Embracer. Group. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, though, you showed off some limited run games. I haven't bought a limited run game since 2022. Well, yeah, uh, neither have I. <laughs> and I've been I waiting do, on them that long. <laughs> and what I would do is um, I would go to a Ben's Game Zone. Sing it. Yeah. Ben's Ben's games games um, I would go to like there where they would carry as a third party distributor. I would go support Ben's Game Zone yeah. versus supporting that company because of what they did to their old employees, all this stuff before the whole shenanigans. Um, I remember the social media manager that they fired for having an opinion, like stuff like that. Like, like yeah. they just over the years have done some scummy things that. It's it, that was the tipping point for me where I'm like, all right, I ain't going to support their stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and let alone the stuff that, uh, you know, we're, we're, it's no secret. We're part of premium edition games. Both of us yeah, are graphic sure. designers and we're in work for it. You're, uh, you know, you're, you're much more 
involved with premium edition games than I am. But uh, we won't bring up all all the other scummy things that uh, Limited Run has done in that. Regard. Oh yeah, they just they just aren't aren't team players with anybody else, and they try to crush all the other companies uh, doing shady stuff, like even posts and stuff. like it's just weird stuff. But like we never did that. We don't care. Um, yeah. Now, mm-hmm. when you wrote like you, you just showed Scarlet Symphony, right? Um, yeah. Um, I got mine from PlayAsia. So I got the because it has English on it. So I was like, mm-hmm. I got it a long ass time ago too. Like I've had it for like a year. <laughs> yeah, true. So like number one, you get the games faster. Number two, it's okay. I don't care about having the US version for the Switch because no. it's region free and because there's so many games that are only released in certain regions. I'm okay to intermix my entire collection at this point. Um, these spines Same. will bother me in the future if I do a spine out collection. Um, and I'll just have to do some like reprinting. Fortunately, somebody just got an industrial grade cutter that I can, <laughs> <laughs> like, but I've done that in the past where I've done my own custom ones. Um, there, and there's some awesome people on like Etsy and stuff that do custom English covers for Japanese games, um, mm-hmm. that I've used in the past and they're, they're great and it's cool supporting other you know creators. So I will do stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. Had I known this was on PlayAsia, I would have bought it on PlayAsia. I just yeah. didn't know. And I oh. think there's um, there's another Metroidvania <coughs> that just popped up. There's a part two of one of those, and it might be that series. That's like part two, and it's the second. You know, like it's a I don't know if it's Scarlet Symphony part two or Coyola, whatever the name is that I can't pronounce. Um, two, me. and that that was just recently released for physical on PlayAsia. Oh so yeah, it's it. uh. Comajo Romilia. Yes, so Comajo Romilia 2, I think, was released. So mm-hmm. I know I pre-ordered it or bought it or whatever. So from pleasure. So that one will be coming too. And one would assume that Limited Run would also get the physical for that one too. Um, but hey, it's all good. Um, I would say though, um, now on the other side, the preservationalist um to, getting rid of all your liquidating all of your stock, throwing away things. Number one, do that. Yikes. Like environmentally, it's just disrespectful. Number two is from a preservation perspective. Like you're getting rid of your entire legacy. So that stuff doesn't matter to them. They don't care. Um, and for, cause that would not be in our contract that you have to get rid of all of our stuff. Cause the license is gone. No, no we'll just sell through it. And we're not going to order anymore. Like that's what we do at premium is that all right so we can't make any more um let's say pigeon devs <laughs> um yeah. we're gonna sell through the copies and we will be done um we still are good with pigeon dev by the way but um yeah yeah so that being said though like if we were done with the game um like we wouldn't throw them out destroy them and and if 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 we did, then we would do something creative like uh, burying them in a New Mexico landfill or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing. If there were so many copies of the game that we had to, you know, liquidate um, sales. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sales, exactly. People buy. And them. that's what they're doing. <clears throat> Still run. good games. One My would gosh. assume that limited run probably won't have to destroy anything because they're doing this marketing ploy. Yeah, I mean, dude, like one of the games, I, I don't remember the entire list off the top of my head, but I do know Scott Pilgrim is one of them. Yeah. There's no way they're going to throw away, th- you know, hundreds or thousands of copies of Scott Pilgrim. I just don't see that happening. Well, and there's no way that people aren't just going to nab that up. Now, Bill and yeah. Ted on the other Resellers side, nobody's, nobody's yeah, going to buy Bill and Ted. Sure. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. 
Yeah, like that's the other thing. Like, and some people will buy them just to get some copies cheap. But like, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. want to play that game. I, mm-hmm. I was I was only buying things that I wanted to play anyways in the past. Um, yeah. And now that the backlog is so gigantic for my game, <laughs> I, don't, I have no need to support a company that I don't uh, respect. And well, that's it. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Like, uh, you know, just recently, yesterday, uh, a friend of mine sent me a link to um, on, I think it's like uh, starting January 5th or 6th or something like that. Uh, Limited Run is going to be selling um, a Tau Plan collection that has all the Tiger the Heli. Tiger Heli. Yeah, the, the Tiger games. The one you wanted, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, you know, I got it, uh, what, like two years ago on PlayAsia? So it's been yeah. out. Um, I've already got it, and you know what? It, if I had a better relationship with this other company, then I would I would support them and buy that in a heartbeat because it's I mean it's that near and dear to my heart. I love Tiger Heli, but it's an easy pass when yeah. there's you already have the game number one and it's playable yeah. and it has the English support. Like it's yeah, man, it's just a, it's just one of those things where it's like it's not as cool, you know. It has no. to be cool and. You know, there's other companies out there that, um, you know, are are also doing publishing, and I buy the games that I like. It's just, yeah. but if they did something weird, I wouldn't support them either. No, no, and uh, you know, and, yeah. consumer consumers can, uh, you know, like it, you feel like you have no power in in these situations. No, that's that's for, it. Could not be further from the truth. You speak with your wallet. Well, and I would rather. Going back to last episode, I would rather support all of those indie NES developers yeah. and buy their mm-hmm. physical copies that they're hand making and things and whatever 100%. they're doing. I would 100%. rather spend my money doing that and supporting indie. Um, it's why we started Premium Edition Games to be able to support independent developers and mm-hmm. and publish games like the right way. Um, that's yeah. why we started doing it. But like, it's it's cool. It's very cool. yeah, and we've been doing it the same way since you know I, I haven't been there since the beginning, but I it, it's been for, from from the beginning. We we obviously have changed our process a little bit, but we haven't lost our way. Um, and Still what it's, nice it's and been slow. almost four years or or over four years now. Yeah, that's over four years. We um some of the companies that have been around longer than premium, we have more games physically released, not pre ordered, because mm-hmm. some of these companies have a lot of pre orders, but we have more games physically published and released than a lot of these companies too which is crazy to me it's like but yeah it's like we just do the same thing we move slow like we always said we were um do a couple games a a quarter um and we have some really awesome titles that'll be going up in 2024 um hell yeah dude and i mean we're we're placing physical orders for the last pre-orders like right now for games like it's just production takes a while like we're not going to be two, three years in like like some of these companies, but like it does yeah. take time um, to do them all. But mm-hmm. you know, and like Tristan and I, we're on the design side of things. Like we don't run the the major business noodles of premium. Like we're just you know just been I've just been in it from the beginning, in it to win it, baby. <laughs> all, all of that awesome stuff gets funneled down to to the design team, and then we spit it out and get it produced. So. um so gets and pickups. Um, I'll do the premium one since it's a good, uh, a good. Yeah, one. let's see it. Uh, so, so Tristan got in some stuff. Without further ado, <laughs> yeah, I got in the latest releases. So when we get them, as they go out to pre-orders, go out. Uh, we oh, get. Oh, I just saw the well. thick box. 
I'm going to be and jealous I'll show of off that. These first. So Bobby six, seven, which is amazing. Artwork looks so yeah. cool. And the silver edition that was done by oh, one of our custom artists. And that looks so good, man. Shinies. And we have like, like Bobby six, seven, such a cool, cool game. I love, oh gosh, I just, I can't, swoon enough over like having custom artwork for a special edition you know what i mean like it's not like slapping a a a label on it that says special edition and then like i mean look at that that's so cool i love i love that we do that now the plan was to make this or this one make it all silver in the background but Uh the way that it was done um they weren't able to isolate the layer but it it actually we could have but the shading that the artist that she used, it would have been lost. And it looked way cooler without the yeah. uh, the silvering on it. So, um, but we still have silver on the sides. Love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So cool. So cool. Really fun, Bobby. Um, so this was our second NES release by Premium Edition Games. Yeah, and it's such a fun game too, dude. Oh, dude, and oh my gosh, the track that was written for it for the trailer is just a banger. Like I love it. Oh yeah, it is such a cool one. Now, as I knock over a game, um, <laughs> the other one is this beautiful. So this is the Raji oh my gosh, collector's so edition. Good. So we didn't call this the deluxe because it's not gigantic and doesn't have a full um the neo geo box and the mm-hmm. strategy guide yeah. this has a art book in it so i haven't opened this yet but this comes with not only the raji retro edition the f- everything that's in the retro edition but it has a hardcover mini uh art book with it which is freaking beautiful that's awesome and of course, I'll have to open it and show it off because I like to open things. And of course, this thing is sealed because our games come sealed. And one other thing I want to feel is I asked for a a difference in soft touch, and it does have a soft touch to the silver. Look awesome. at how nice that is. Man, that's cool. And then on top of it, we have... On top of the actual Raji book, there are these. All the other puppets that are included in here. So these are all puppets from the game Raji that are the the different bosses that you fight. Um, And these are all from Indian, ancient Indian folklore. Um, The puppets were used to tell stories in in the culture. And it's very culturally appropriate for it. And it fits perfectly inside of our box here and of course the amazing raji retro edition and the amazing book as well and so super cool the book is right here beautiful and it's like a small form factor but as i do i still see red foiling on the front (laughs) um maybe very nice (laughs) let me take off the uh the seal on this so that's is this is this book and the slipcase is why people had to wait for this version because again I went soft touch so this is like when you feel this this is fuzzy 
<laughs> and then it moves into the art. There you go. And then this is actually like glossy. Oh, that's awesome. And then that's how, it, that's how I want my books done, by the way, the yes. soft touch with the glossiness. Oh, Dude, so, it's oh, so, so cool. cool. And then of course there's a bookmark ribbon in here too. Um, printing on the inside and everything. So we still did the same high quality printing, mm -hmm. but like, yeah, this, this book here is like, it shows everything within the folklore too. And there's actually like descriptions. And this is what I had. This is why we went back and forth a lot is it actually talks about what it means. Like, like this, uh, the one boss is like the progression of the boss in folklore and then how they designed it for the game, but also like what it means because, you know, being ugly, ignorant Americans that we are, we don't have an innate knowledge of Indian folklore no. and Indian culture. So I thought it was super important to add in when applicable, because it's not everything has it. Um, but when applicable, like what it actually means. Um, and I also wanted to add in like as many cool, you know, like tidbits in here too. Cause they even show like the character development of Raji and her face um, at, in general, like all the different face pieces. And as she progressed into, into the more lifelike cartoon style, artistic style that they ended up going with her final. And they, they yeah, went from like was... super cartoony to more realistic to. <clears throat> yeah. I was going to say this was designed by uh, the the development team. We we didn't put the the innards of that art book together. That was done by the development team of Raj. Done by Ian, who um, yes, by Ian, who is meticulous. That guy is very meticulous. Very meticulous. So as you can see, though, everything fits perfectly inside the box. Math well did math well this time. That is gorgeous. Yeah, this is such a cool one. You notice I added. Yeah, the nodding heads. But That's awesome. As a silver versus premium is just standard because they are it. the developers. Like it's, I wanted them to be highlighted uh, when it came to the. Uh, They're going to be really happy with that. Like that right there, cool as hell. And I'm always like proud, proud Papa when, when oh, we have dude, one yes. of these releases go out. Like, well, yeah, yeah, and you know we want to do right by the developers. Obviously, we're 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 the the publisher working with these developers, and and this development team in particular, we're so proud of this game. They put so much effort, blood, sweat, and tears into this game. That um, you know, not that we don't put uh, put forth our best foot for every release, but we we really really wanted to do a good job for these guys, and I I think they'll be proud of this and and exactly. proud to show it to all of their friends and family. Yep. And that's the thing, though, is that like we um, might not be the uh, the fastest guns in the West, nope. but we are we will create the coolest physical releases on the planet. Damn like, straight. Without a doubt. Um, and so like as we continue to release games, I mean, it's going to be yeah. wild. It's going to be wild. So what do you got, Tristan? What, what else? All right. I will uh, I will wrap up uh, the, the smallest the smaller gets and then I have a longer story, which I'll wait until after your next uh your next round of stuff okay um but at bands game zone i found Band's um game zone. uh crystal crisis which is a nicholas release nice. they always do this to me nicholas does uh where they release things that i, I they just come out and i have no idea that they came out because I, I didn't even know they did um ikaruga didn't know well, that and the collector's edition of crystal crisis which i have comes with an inf infinite cube infinity cube 
There's a collector's edition. Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I got it at Best Buy when it was released uh, originally. Come on. And my daughter has the Infinity Cube. It's like it's one of those cubes where it's a cube and you just can infinitely it's a fidget thing. And yeah. she loves it. And yeah, right. it came with Crystal Crisis. Yeah, I got it back in the day. But uh, yeah, I'm going to have to look for that now now that I know it exists. It's a cardboard and, uh, box that um the game goes in the back of and then the Infinity Cube goes in the front. That's cool as hell. But you know, I'm I'm a huge Isaac fan. This guy right here. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. and Nicholas uh put all of their uh their characters that they uh, work with into a puzzle game. This is so dope. Which I you know, I I've, I haven't played this yet, but I I imagine it's kind of along the lines of like uh, Super Puzzle Fighter. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Um, and then uh, as part of uh the Secret Santa that we did, um. Ooh. I got, uh, this is, I love stuff like this, uh, PlayStation Underground. Like, this is the first release they ever did for PlayStation Underground. Mm-hmm. And I love stuff like this because it's just like a time capsule of, uh, of you know, sometimes cringy, like, 90s promo videos and stuff like that showing off the latest with PlayStation. And I was actually part of the PlayStation Underground program at the time, Me but I, I wasn't I wasn't at the beginning. I was. So I never had this one. So there's one game that was on PlayStation Underground, and I think at some point all my discs are gone. I don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. But um, there was one demo game that I can't find. I can't find any mention of it online or anything for PlayStation Underground. And it's this <clears throat> game where you control a mech in a city, like a like a kaiju almost, and you step with each right and left controller and you destroy the buildings. As It's almost like a robot. Okay. Um, giant robot battle game. Um, and I never could figure out what it was, but I played it on a PlayStation Underground disc. It was somewhere, you know, it wasn't the first one, but it was after, yeah. like, in there somewhere. Where they I'll have to demo. search on on the discs that I do have. I, I'm hoping maybe I have it and we can solve that mystery. Yeah, because it was, it was a fun game, and I would love to find out if it got an actual Japanese release. Mm-hmm. That way I can just, like, put on emulation on a Steam Deck or something. And then uh, the last of the games that I got, well, not the last, the second to last of the games that I got uh, was Soul Feast that I huh. got from somebody named, uh, it rhymes with Schmeff Schmittenhagen. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, you so much, man. This is awesome. I found like, that game at the Aloha Stadium swap meet, and there was a gamer no guy there. He had to shoot him up, and I'm like, all yeah. right, I need to buy Soul Feast switches. Different than Soul Deast that was on the Genesis. Soul Feast on the Mega Drive. Yeah, I've got Soul Deast. I've never, I've, I don't, I haven't owned Soul Feast, so I'm very excited to, to have this Pretty and sure play this it's in exactly my exactly the same. They changed the D to an F. But oh, it's, whatever. <laughs> it's, but it is the um, Mega CD version. And I will play it on my uh, my Pioneer Laser Active. Nice. So yeah. you went and did a bunch instead of back and forth, Tristan. So I got a bunch then. Yeah, you do. Go ahead, man. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just like I said, the the my next one, which I'm holding back, is a very long story. So I'm gonna yeah. let you, you know, as many as you want right now. So the couple that I have here, I just dropped something. Um. Oh, I got in. Sea of Stars. Oh, very nice. The collector's edition. This is from PlayAsia. Also came with a pretty cool card with it, which looks amazing. Um, collector's edition. Mm-hmm. Um, nice little box. Yeah, a friend of mine think... actually brought that into Ben's Game Zone on Wednesday. Yeah. 
And uh, we opened it up and lo I, I looked at the soundtrack and, and all the it goodies in there. It's definitely. really nice. Um, finally no got manual, this though. in, which I ordered um, a while ago. A Sega Saturn White. Ooh, nice. With controller. the dual sticks. Yes, has the dual sticks on it. So this to me is going to be perfect to retro bit uh, to play on the analog pocket on docked mode. Very um, nice. That way it offers that. Also, like if I'm testing stuff on my PC, kind of like when we were playing it, this will be a good one to test. Um, ironically, NES homebrew or something. That'd be pretty fun. With a Sega yeah. Saturn controller. Um, then the other one I got is I got one of oh, these games. Special I reserve. Got in bro force oh sick <laughs> i um, love that packaging wow. it also came with a steelbook very nice i think it's it's pretty awesome looking steelbook the only thing is and this is a a uh an issue that i have with uh, certain companies now they produced 2575 of this version the issue is where the hell is the logo right here like how are you gonna sell this on a shelf yeah like the back looks cool with rambo on it and everything yeah it's like they they really they, they really only sell this then mean to sell this on their website because like it's a super artsy fartsy and that yeah, is yeah. what uh special reserve does is they do artsy fartsy hipster releases really good quality their quality yeah. is awesome yeah 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 it misses that old school aesthetic that that we go that i'd like to go sure for. yeah it's for. it's definitely more modern like it's more it's not even modern it's like just hipster artist man and i completely hats off to them like it's awesome and i support them i love it but i think from a business perspective it would be challenging to sell if the game didn't like sell out or something if it wasn't like a shoe like it'd be it'd be a challenging sell to do a hipster game release um yeah. that we, I, I remember too though and this is where they have changed which is interesting they used to do the nes black box style on every single box Oh yeah, like they, the did. they did. That's right. Um, yeah, that messenger one does and uh -huh. so they have changed a little yeah. bit, which is cool too. Um, but like, I guarantee you if I open that, like when I open the seal on that, it's going to have the soft touch too. Cause they do this. Oh, I know. I love, yeah, 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 yeah. Very yeah. nice. I love it yep. too. Um, yep. the only other thing that I can show off besides for a story one is this right here, which I got from my secret Santa. I got it from my secret Santa. Uh, so, freaking cool jesse glenn um which i thought was pretty cool is that he included this on there which is that is the ganon from my complete snes <laughs> kickstarter backers got the sticker awesome dude um but he sent me this oh that's gorgeous and this is Aburai Tengu, um, which is Zombie Nation, but the yeah, Japanese yeah. version. This is a Japanese uh, release, uh, Nintendo Switch, published by City Connection in 2021. Um, oh, wow. It came out that long ago. Okay. Yeah. So it's super cool. Um, and he's like, oh, I don't know if you had it or not, but he got the, the US release or whatever. So he, I was like, dude, I if I have it or not, I don't have it here. Um, I don't think I have it. And it's still yeah. dope as hell. It's cool. Oh as yeah, shit. dude, that's awesome. And I was like, it's super cool. And you know, if those of you who don't know, Zombie Nation is an NES game that was released mm -hmm. back in the day. It's a shoot 'em up. It's a weird shoot 'em up. It's like a weird. zombie head shooting and then <laughs> through the city. It was released on the Famicom as Eberai Tengu, where you just have a giant nose Tengu mask that you play the exact mm -hmm. same game. 
Um, it's a little easier, actually, too. It's, <clears throat> it's more forgiving on the Famicom version. So technically, that's the version you want to play. This is a re-release on the Switch, um, which I think is cool. And then I think um, one of the companies, and I want to say it's strictly limited, um, is doing a NES aftermarket release of Aberai Tengu from the prototype right now, oh. physically. It's on. Oh. They just released it. Ironically, as I got this again, um, so I'm pretty sure they have it. Um, I have my opinions on aftermarket releases of licensed games, um, but this one's yeah. a. If it's a prototype, that is, there's unique differences. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I also don't mind like what Retrobit did with Holy Diver, um, where you get a Japanese game only game released on NES. A Famicom mm -hmm. only game released on NES. And if mm -hmm. Amurai Tengu, it's something that's much different than Zombie Nation. Um, outside of just the, the aesthetic change, maybe the difficulty. Um, if the prototype is that much different, I think that's cool. That's definitely neat. Um, so again, though, like it's out physically. So let's hear your your story. Well, one thing before the story, and you can kind of see it already, but uh, you said analog pocket, and that reminded me that I forgot to show off my orange analog pocket that I got. <laughs> so I uh, traded my black one to Ben after these were announced because I, I love orange. Um, San Francisco Giants fans, so black and orange, just I bleed it. So, uh, yeah, I had to get the orange analog pocket. Okay, the crazy story. Crazy. Like, crazy. uh well, I don't think this will ever happen again in my lifetime. Um, I changed the understanding of uh, a, a video game, how how uh, it's acquired. Uh, let me give a little backstory. So the next Tetris on the Toshiba or uh, Samsung or Toshiba Nuon. Nuon is a um, hybrid. DVD player slash game console that came out in the early 2000s, like 2000, 2001. Mm -hmm. um, and it had a library of about eight games. Um, there were a couple of exclusives like uh, Crayon Shinchan is like uh, unobtainium um, because it was uh, specific to a Korean Nuon console. So it's just impossible. I know. To find. I know. Over the years, going to Goodwills <clears throat> and stuff, spe specifically like the East Coast, I would come across DVD players, and they'd have the Nuon symbol yes. on them every once in a and while. And you'll still see it every once in a while. So yeah, yeah if you're out there look looking at thrift stores, Little look like at DVD N players and look for that Nuon uh, label because that's a Nuon player, and it's a game console, and it's actually worth a little bit. Yeah, a couple hundred bucks, but it's worth a little bit. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely worth picking up a DVD player with new on, on it for 10 bucks, for example. Um, anyway, so the other, uh, really hard to find title on the new one. Well, one of them is the next Tetris, which was, uh, only with the Toshiba new one. So Toshiba actually got the license from Samsung who owns the technology and they put, put out their own player. The Toshiba new one. There was only one model of Toshiba a DVD player that had new on technology built in. Um, now, it was widely thought <clears throat> that the only way to get the, a copy of the next Tetris on the new one was to send away uh, for the game with a voucher that came with the Toshiba new on DVD player. That's what I thought, too. Um, so about... 
<clears throat> about three years ago, I purchased a Toshiba Nuon new in box, like new old stock, never been opened before off eBay. I think I paid like $200 for it. But at the time I was expecting, I'm like, oh, dude, that's no brainer. It's going to have Tetris in there and I'm going to profit. Because at the time, Tetris was still like a $500, $600 game yeah. um, by itself. <clears throat> so um, I buy the the new one player, it comes in the mail. Um, and then I do a little bit of research and come to find out that uh, it's, you know, a mail-in. So I'm like, ah, crap. You know, I bought this DVD player. I'm like, well, you know, I'll just keep it sealed then since it's not going to be in there. Well, fast forward to last week. Um, I'm doing a an article on, uh, I call it the heavy hitters. Um, it, it's an article at Old School Gamer Magazine that uh, yeah. tracks the prices of all of the really expensive games for uh, different consoles. And the next Tetris is one of those that I track. Well, every single issue, I highlight one of the heavy hitters and I go a little bit deeper and explain why it's uh, expensive and why it's hard to track down and it, whatever. Um, so while I was doing the write-up for that, I, I was writing about the, the nature of that it, it can only be mailed in for. And I'm like, you know what? I never actually opened up my DVD player. I want to see that mail-in voucher. So I get uh, my Toshiba Nuon uh, box like out of storage. And I put it on my workbench and I open it up. Like I cut the tape and everything. And then I open the box and what's staring at me, but a copy of Toshiba Tetris Nuon for Nuon. Um, it is. Which apparently uh, is in some players. It's and so like it was, I mean, like everywhere you look, all the information says that it's only a mail away, but I can confirm that it is in some players. Now the but difference it gets is crazier. Yes, it does get crazier because <laughs> I already had a copy of it that I purchased on eBay for five hundred dollars years ago. Hmm. Um, so I wanted to do a comparison between the two, and you can't you can't tell by the video, and obviously you can't tell on Spotify or Apple if you're listening. But no. the the printing style uh, between these two print runs is different. It, the The way it's printed on the disc is different. And I'm like, what is going on here? So I'm like flipping it over. I'm like, okay, it's not a DVD-R that someone slipped in there. Like that didn't happen. It's actually a pressed disc. It's an official disc. But one of them, the one that I pulled out of the box, says version 2.1, whereas the one I bought on eBay is 2.0. <laughs> there's no information not even on nuondome.com which is the repository for everything new on there's nothing written about a 2.1 version so i went on discord i found the official like where everyone talks about nuon to this day uh people are actively talking about nuon and i posted my story on there and um you know everyone was surprised no one had heard about this like it's it was news to everyone so I, uh, I took the disc, I put it in my uh, DVD player and, and ripped an ISO and uploaded it to archive.org. And then they took that file and did a bit-by-bit -bit comparison uh, yeah. you know, to the 2.0. And they are different. However, we don't really know why or what is different <laughs> about them. You um, know, they probably had a small barely noticeable <clears throat> bug or a balancing thing that they did which is yeah. why they went from a 2.0 to a 2.1 i mean nintendo does it all the time with their games where sure. they make small iterative updates and then they don't publish them 
And so like that, like I was mentioning in a previous episode, like my Zelda Breath of the Wild with the thing is is release H and it goes A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. And so there yeah. are all mm-hmm. of those versions that were released before it. Not necessarily all have a physical, but there were releases all before it. So there's probably some tiny little thing. They might have put up TM to an R on the title screen. Yeah, it might. It, yeah, exactly. It could be something as small as that. Because after we a certain amount of time, right you're allowed <clears throat> to use the trademarking of the TM and you can use the R after a certain amount of time with the patent office. So I mean, it could be something simple as that because that's a lot of the NES variants back in the day. You'll see printings where it goes from TM to R and things for certain games as yeah. the trademarks have come through. And then they print that onto the box. Um, mm-hmm. maybe it's something as simple as that. Maybe not. Like it's, you could even look on your desk and you might've missed it. And it might be like a TM to an R. Yeah. And it, you know, at some point I, I plan on actually hooking up my new one and, and popping both of these discs into check to see if there's something glaringly, obviously different. Um, but for, for now it's a mystery, uh, still, but you know, I changed, I changed the understanding of how okay. this game is acquired. It's cool from a historian perspective. It's and crazy. Honestly, you need to do a damn mini little mini book on it. VGBS presents and we'll. No, why not? Like you need to, man. I think it'd be cool as hell. But uh, so, you know, I, I mentioned that I got it for $500 a couple years ago. It's a thousand dollar game now. Uh, I, I had a thousand dollar game that I didn't know that I had. So that, that was a pretty cool. No, you do not, Tristan. I... You have a one of a kind <laughs> game. Uh, well yeah uh, like, whatever thousand dollars is version 2.0 you have 2.1 and you're the only one who has it yeah that's true you well n- only known um exactly you're the only one who has it nobody's come out of the woodwork so yeah um when there's only one you set the price so you have a um invaluable un you know invaluable game it's it's so weird and um it, it's just crazy that like i never thought that would happen to me um but uh, you know, just being being a console collector and writing about these books and stuff like that, and and being a part of old school mag- gamer magazine, every, all the stars aligned, and here here I am, like with a, a game that no one knew about. So it's freaking cool, man! Pretty crazy. <laughs> That's wild. So um, the only other thing that I or I got one other thing, and then I got my coolest thing that the wife got me for Christmas. Yeah. Um, which is just hipster, but. The other thing that I got finally in the mail that I pre-ordered a long ass time ago is I got this in. I don't know if you've heard of the Shadowcast 2 Pro. No, um, let me guess what it is. Is it like a mini PC that you can like, uh, no? Okay, well, what is it? Nope, it allows you to play, record, and stream games with no lag. Oh, sick. I can stream onto whatever console if I want to record my own footage. Oh, dude. And... Not only that, but I also ordered from them a covert dock, which this is a dock that's tiny. So combined covert dock. And then they also offered a Bluetooth lossless audio. Oh, very cool. Um, so that was all on. I, th- I don't think it was a Kickstarter. I think it was a, um, I think it was like a, a, one of the other crowdfunding websites, but um, Indiegogo maybe or something. But I mm-hmm. finally got it in the mail and I'm like, ooh, now I got a toy to tinker around with. Um, <laughs> I don't have time to stream. I figured it'd be cool. I do streaming once I'm like out of the military, but that's now extended. Um, so I'm not going to have time to stream or anything. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like it'd be kind of cool to, to, to do some you know, do some footage too for certain stuff. Cause it'll be, Oh, for sure, man. Um, <clears throat> so the coolest thing my wife got me for Christmas, it's over here. It's heavy. Not really. 
this. Oh, hell yeah, dude. The oh, man. I, I, bit do mechanical NES keyboard. Oh, man. I'm hoping that's so, clicky. And it's, it is clicky, and it's a giant big red buttons ah, it comes with. That's too. so sick. Um, what my wife didn't realize is that it also there's also a NES looking mouse that they have released. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna yep. get the NES mouse and the keyboard, and then there's a case that you can buy aftermarket <laughs> that it goes in. Um, that is what I'm going to use with my Steam Deck <laughs> to play PC games. That's sick, dude. Um, so that's I want to awesome. play Doom old school, but NES Doom style yeah old school um but yeah that's it's super dope because right now i just use like a, a tiny little bluetooth keyboard and everything but i would love to actually use it for design and things because i use a laptop now for a lot of my book work which works real well it allows me to do that but i'm thinking more so for for pc style gaming i'm um, also like if i'm when i move to a house where i'll have an office with a giant computer screen i want to use that um, are you a, a doom fan like oh, yeah. a fan, you are huge, yeah. There's a yes episode all about it. Okay. <laughs> well, I've I've got something. Mean, yeah. <laughs> I've I've got something for you then that I've never Ooh. mentioned to you before. Um, uh, a modern friend of mine. Um, this was probably about three or four years ago, but he made me an NES cartridge that has a pie, a retro pie inside, so that you can play Doom on your NES. On your actual wow. NES hardware, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible, <laughs> but but it plays Doom. But it plays Doom. The NES yeah, it's a, it's it's Doom in a cartridge. It's a heavy cartridge. Oh yeah, well, that's because it yeah. has a pie in it. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, that um, was now. Now my wife did give me other things like that. We we talked about the Galaga arcade. Yeah. Um, I got the my arcade for my wife and she got me something else, which I thought was wild. And it's too big for me to bring upstairs when we record, but it is a giant same size as the Lego Atari, but it is Lego metal slug. And it's the Neo Geo arcade cabinet that I can build with Legos. I need to see um, a picture of this after it's built. It dude. is crazy, dude. And it That's looks amazing. Huge. It has the same thing like with the Atari. So apparently just like with the NES, uh, when you build the Atari one, there's like little, characters and figures from some of the games it does yeah. that too um so i'm like i don't know where this came from my wife found it though like that one that one's probably the coolest thing that i got but um a bit cool so. the, the retro mechanical keyboard is something that i've wanted for a while i just never bought it so i i saved my favorite present for last and it's actually appropriate because it was the last present that i opened too um, I went to my in-laws for Christmas and, uh, we, we did Christmas early, long story short. It was like, we, we avoided weather or like bad weather on Christmas, uh, day. Um, so we did it a little bit early, but we opened presents and, uh, after everything was said and done, she, she hands me this piece of paper with a picture on it. Um, and it's a picture of the living room that I'm standing in, like my in-laws living room. But like no one's in there. And all it says at the top, there's this little caption that says, a secret is nearby. And it looked familiar. And in, uh, uh, like I was so confused at the time, so confused. But in context, now I, I totally understand. Like she and I, whenever Mario RPG came out, I was super excited to play it. So I waited until uh, I could hang out with her to play it because she'd never played it before. Um, well, maybe she has. Anyway. Uh, but she hadn't played obviously the, the remake. So she and I played, uh, for hours this one night and I had mentioned 
offhand that um, I wish that there was a 3D print of a frog coin. Like, I would love to have physical frog coins. Well, apparently she took that and, and put it in her, her brain. And uh, she she had uh, she teamed up with my father-in-law, who's uh, really good with word, woodworking. And they made me a frog coin. Oh, that's huge. And it's two-sided. Holy cow. I know. Awesome. They made me a physical freaking frog coin. I love it. Oh, my gosh. I love so it. so gigantic. Yes. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to be hanging this. Oh, I love this thing. Where are you going to put that in the machine? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chunk. That's huge. That's awesome. Yes. Love the custom so, stuff. And the thing oh, is, is like, that's a one so, of a kind. Yeah. You'll never, never yes. find them. Yeah, find that man. so thoughtful and uh man she's just awesome like she's uh you know i don't have kids but like i she's definitely she's my favorite niece sorry <laughs> she's your favorite <laughs> yeah she's a gamer <laughs> that's awesome man so um we do have some news and also like some i was playing one game that i have a story for which was pretty cool yeah. um one thing in the news is um there is a new analog pocket firmware um, so the two things that are cool with this, and I haven't done it yet because you have to take the, I have to take my SD card and put it on my PC and uh, on my computer and then upload it and then put it on there. Um, but it adds the support for my Neo Geo controller finally. So the Neo Geo, uh, 8-Bitto that I have, it didn't natively nice. have it. The clicky clacky one that I want to use. Um, it finally adds support for that. And it adds a CRT mode that apparently looks pretty damn good in HD. So um, those are the things that it's adding for docked mode. Um, so that should be badass. I want to check it out with um, with the uh, PC Engine emulator that I have on mine because I've was i been playing a lot of PC Engine on my pocket recently. Yeah, but, nice. So that's a cool thing in the news. So the new stuff that I pull out is, is interesting and cool. Um, the other one is that the, apparently the Coleco or the uh, Intellivision Amico is still going. And they're trying to do another <laughs> round of investments. No way. No way. Uh, yeah. And apparently they're also doing that. They have like a bring your own device um, Amico now where you can play Amico games on your cell phone. But they're using uh -huh. that funds to raise money to do the Amico. Or, like it's it's wild. So um, if 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 someone right now goes and invests in the Amico. Uh, th there's a phrase that comes to mind. It's this old adage, a fool and his money are soon parted. That's what and comes to mind. I never even bought the games when they released them. No, me neither. No. I was tempted. As a collector, I was tempted. And, and a historian, I was tempted. There's some people that we know that absolutely bought them all. And I'm like, y'all are insane. I, I, I was even thinking about uh, dedicating a page to the, the games that were released in, in my book coming up. But I... I, I would no, mm -mm, I'm not. I would. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, you want me to? I, I could. I could easily. Cardboard. It it, it is. I mean, I mean, it it's essentially part of a library. The same as the swipe cards on the Game Boy. Yeah. Game Boy Color. Same as your your Nintendo cards. Unreal. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so like I have not uh, supported them yet. I just figured no. when the console's released, if it looks cool, I'll buy if it. Yeah, big if. Yeah, if it's ever released and I can actually see it and I'll buy it, if it's cool. 
if it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, because I haven't bought all the consoles yet. I haven't bought a Polymega. I haven't bought things. And I have not put the Talk Me Out of It Tristan for a Polymega yet. Excellent. Um, excellent transition, Jeff, hmm. to, to my piece of news. Okay. Uh, the Polymega just uh, shipped their Ultra module. Yes. So now you can play your uh, N64, N64 carts to your heart's content and and rip those those ROMs to your Polymega and put them in your library. And how is the emulation is the question because it's not FPGA. Yeah, so I've I've uh, watched a few um reviews on YouTube about it. I haven't had any hands-on, but uh uh Eric Coffin it does have the module. So at some point this weekend, I'm going to go over to his house and actually get some hands on with it. Um, but they okay. said that it's not perfect, but it, it is really good. Um, there are sound issues and it just varies from game to game. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whatever uh, it, that's to, as to be expected N 64, you know, it, it came out in 1996 and it's still a really difficult game to emulate or a uh, game system to emulate. And, you know, we're almost 30 years later, which is nuts. Um, The other piece of news that I saw just this morning, um, you know how like uh, Neo Geo came out with their little little mini arcade cabinet? Yeah, this is the same Lego thing that I had. Yeah, but it it was in the style of the Japanese ones that are like blue and black. Well, they're coming out with a, a miniature MVS now. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, because I got the original Neo Geo release um, uh-huh. back when it was first released. I didn't get any of the variants, but the Neo no, Red yeah, there were like there was a Christmas one, there was a King of Fighters one, there was just weird ones, and hell yeah, I'm getting the MVS though. Red one's cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. I support yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Be cool if they made it all square and blocky like the MVS though. Oh, I agree. I wholly, wholly agree. But it, it'll probably be the same mold. Yeah, they're not going to do a new mold. Um, yeah. So. The weird game that I was playing is an interesting one from a historian mm-hmm. perspective because I never heard of it before. Um, it was based off of a YouTube channel that I found. Um, and so the game is called Pull No Diboken. And it is a, a we're it is a WiiWare exclusive game okay. only in Japan. Hmm. And this game was published by Sega. And I'm like, okay. what the hell? And it is a 8-bit platformer. And it huh. plays like a combination of Super Mario Brothers and Challenger. But I don't know if you've heard of Challenger on the Famicom, but it's like, no. like a little cowboy looking guy that, that plays. There's the Game Center 6 version in season one of the episode on Challenger. Oh, okay. Um, well, maybe I have and, seen it And But you also get to shoot. And you get to shoot. Now, what's interesting about Pole No Die Pokin is you play through the game and there are these cinematics that happen as you play where it does this Japanese Yukio style comedy like Arena. So you'll do something and you'll get the magic mushroom and all of a sudden he grows big and grows bigger and grows bigger and bigger and he just dies. (laughs) I I was running. I love it. I I was running and I fell down a hole. And then all of a sudden I get rose up on a platform and it starts disco ball dancing. And this is oh, like, I a love that humor, man. NES platformer. Um, funny. It was ridiculous. There was one time I died and then I went back and it did a stick man and turned me into a stick man. 
And then it's like, and now I'm a stick man. And then I went and I hit and I got the next mushroom and it turned me into a character like from Shatterhand. <laughs> it looked like Shatterhand. The, 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 so it was like, because it, it's like an 8-bit looking Nintendo guy. And it turned into like late release Nintendo. That's funny, and then, man. And then he shoots, but he shoots over the characters because he's too tall. And then it, it, and it, the thing that stinks What's though, this is that called I, again? I could not use Google Translate because the text goes so fast. And at the end of every time you like, it does like this back and forth where you go to get the princess, like your girlfriend. And then it's like, turns into the big monster. It's like, she's faking, like she's the monster. Then the second one, it's obviously not her. She's fat. (laughs) And then the next one, it's like, she's a, she's a dog with the, but she has the crown and the hair and everything, but it's a dog. And then what's this game called again? I I gotta, I gotta see this called pole. No Diboken or poles, big adventure. Um, and this actually leads into a design story too, Tristan. So after I found this, I added it to my steam deck. Uh, there's obviously no artwork on this random ass. We wear exclusive game. So, um, I actually took the original box art, cropped it into a, we wear case and there was a little logo in the issue in the corner. So I actually took that corner, got rid of the logo for me, and there was a little boot and everything. That's what I was alluding to the other day when we were talking. So nice. Pull No Diboken has an actual WiiWare case. Now, because I did my own, I can't go on like steamgrid.db and just automatically upload it. It has a lot of restrictions, so I can't just like upload it up there. I have to yeah. like do a lot of work to do that. I'm not doing that. So, um, But I have all the design work. I did all the artwork. I actually took the logo. I'm the only one who's taken it and did the logo transparent. Everything. <laughs> That's so it looks cool. great on Steam Deck. Oh, but the game is awesome. Uh, I went through and beat it. Now, here's the biggest troll fucking move that they ever did. Um, so you're playing through the game. You get to world like six or seven. Um, well, first, before that, you go through and you get a weird mushroom like that looks like a thing. You get on the ground, all of a sudden he starts convulsing. And this is an epic character. And a chest <laughs> burster comes out of him. Like a chest burster from aliens comes out of him. And I'm like, what the hell? And so I go back and I'm, I'm reeling from that. And I go through it. Oh, there's a bunch of pipes. So I go down. And earlier you went down a pipe. He comes out and he's like black. Like there's poop on him. And that was the thing. So I go down the middle pipe. And guess what it did, Tristan? It sent me back to World 1-2. Oh my gosh, that's freaking hilarious. <laughs> and so, and there was no way to get back. I had to play through the entire game again. Oh my gosh. I love that so yeah. much. And so I continued to play it because I mean, the game you play through it in like 30, 40 minutes. It was very short. Um, so I got all the way through, got all the way back. The end boss is the amalgamation of all the bosses you fight. One of them is a tiny corgi that you fight. Oh my god. And you gosh. just shoot him a bunch of times and he dies. Like is ridiculous. There's one that's, Dude, an that's octopus really funny. Um, now the funny thing is, and I haven't done this yet. After you beat the game, it goes to new game like one one alpha, or like just like in Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently that little corgi boss turns into a bullet hell fucking boss that like in the second version, it's like, like it's like the hardest boss in the game. It's ridiculous. Yikes. Um, but yeah, it's a hard mode the second time through. Yeah, the game is awesome. Like that is it is a hidden fucking gem that will go into my hidden <sighs> gems book. Like and Dude, no, I've never heard more, more games like I I would love to hear or, or like look up that that studio. Apparently, yeah, it's Sega and then Mobile and Game Studio flat out. I would love to see if these guys have done something else because oh my yeah. gosh. It, that is so awesome. funny. 
oh, that's that's amazing. Like you know, it reminds me a lot of like playing and watching Game Center CX with all the jokes. The jokes. Yeah. Now the thing. Now the thing is, is that not knowing Japanese, I don't know what it says. But there, and there's in the not only does there something happen, but there's a giant pop up of Japanese text that shows up in high def. There was one spot where I'm in the in the jungle or whatever, and all of a sudden it turns into a real picture as you're just running. It's like, why is there a real picture? <laughs> like, the just random shit. Oh my god! And it was like after I beat a level, it went and did a bunch of like Japanese postcards, like it, like it showed like the some of the bosses I beat and shit, and more, oh or gosh, and no, man. no, it was it was funnier. So as you go through, there'll be these swinging ball and chains like that kill you. Um, yeah. And there's one spot you get an invincibility star and you run into it. And then it does this postcard where it shows every time you were killed in the game by the ball and chain as like a memorial. Because so like you killed him. And then as soon as you as soon as it goes back to the real world, you die <laughs> with the invincibility star. It, that, so it reminds me of this. Uh, th- there's this YouTube video that I came came across this one time, and it is this. It's this game. It's this like flash game that that's like a troll Mario game, kind of like that. That that's what it reminds me of. But I never knew that like an, a real game existed like this. But it, it would be stuff like that where like you know you go over and then a platform falls down. And you dodge that platform, and then another one comes down and like smashes yeah. you. It's just you know like comedic timing. Um, and then like a, awesome. a mushroom, a mushroom comes out, and then like you get the mushroom and you grow big, but you're so heavy that you like fall through the stage and die. You know, like it's it's it just, might like be stuff that's unexpected. One of my favorite WiiWare games. That's that hilarious. Like I it need to so play good. that. It is so good. And like so I would put laugh me down a rabbit hole last weekend of that's like, amazing time of finding WiiWare the best unknown hidden WiiWare games. So I found about. <laughs> three more that I got to test out that are okay. that were released because most of the weird games are shovelware garbage like babies and weird sure. stuff like motion control stuff this one was like straight up retro I'm like what the and, hell and you know that just goes to show you like all this WiiWare stuff that only existed digitally yep God, it, needs pres- it needs preserved man yeah, so um, I definitely got to highlight that game in a hidden gaming gems follow up. That's gems. incredible, so, dude! Like, like so that's good. that's my brand of humor, like uh, absurdist humor, stuff that's unexpected. Just like I, I, I can't get enough of it. I can't. And so I would say that goes into one of my favorite games I played in twenty twenty three. Um, yeah. just outside of the box like random randomly came across it on a video. I'm like, what the hell is this? And instead of finishing the video, I played it and then I finished the video. And yeah. actually my experience was better than the video. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, fortunately the steam deck has a really good, we, it does dolphin perfectly. Um, and That's so cool. the, we one, just put it right in there. Fires right up. And it was great. Like, I love the steam deck. I, I forgot, and I just saw it out of the peripheral, but, like, I'm sorry to go back to our pickups, but I, I have to mention him. Ooh. I got this cool-ass tiki mug from somebody in, in Hawaii. I don't know who that was. But, yeah, uh, and that, that came is from a badass, place, dude. That came from a place called Tiki's. Yeah. And you go there, and Tiki's you they fill, it, they fill it up with drinks. So yeah, um, we got a giant two-person volcano drink it was huge (laughs) 
and they they gave us some extra mugs because we were the only ones to buy the volcano mug like because it's like a couple extra bucks or something they're like yeah. hey, here's some more i'm like oh i got mugs for people for christmas hell so yeah like, dude that one's like my that one's like the classic smiley hawaiian dude it's like it's pretty cool um yep yeah one of my buddy john i sent him one that has a big red butt on the back <laughs> It was a red butt. <laughs> yeah, it's ah. it's uh it, it well it's it's over my desk right now, but it's sitting uh normally above my desk right next to my um I think the transformer's name is Gigawatt. It's nice. uh the uh trans uh, transformer that's the DeLorean. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. But yeah, man, has fun little tiki man yeah thank you yeah. for that now, hopefully at some point you get the care package i sent you usps postal service i sent that thing on the freaking 7th of december <laughs> and here yeah. it is the 29th and it's still not there i don't have it yet but once i do i'll i'll reveal it on the the podcast maybe yeah, I'll i can't i can't wait for you to I, <laughs> I i forgot some of the stuff that i put in there but i'm excited for you to see some of the stuff i did put in there I mean, and then the other thing I sent you was a lot of Hawaiian treats. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kona I didn't forget coffee. about those either. They're just gone. Yes. Kona coffee. <laughs> yeah. Kona coffee and the macadamia nuts. And uh, I haven't tried that. I can't remember what kind of candy that was, but I haven't tried that yet. It's, was it the Mario stuff? I found a random Mario. No, not candy. the Mario stuff. It was this like, <laughs> I, I don't remember, but yeah. It was just yeah, a this, bag this such a, a really cool <laughs> Asian culture out here. I found mm-hmm. some other cool stuff too that I just like. I just go out to the Don Quixote and find like they have a lot of like Hawaiian stuff, and then they got a lot of like unique things that I've never seen. You probably just see them in Japan and Tokyo and stuff. Yeah, and then I'm like hovering. on every corner, there's freaking ABC stores with like all this Hawaiian stuff too. And well, that's only more in touristy. Waikiki. Yeah, Waikiki. Only in Waikiki. Waikiki. Yeah, 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 we don't have that out here. <laughs> Yeah, today we're actually going to go to a bookstore, uh, tikimaster.com, mm-hmm. which is a website that you can go to, but it's a giant tiki warehouse. We're going to that. And um, there's some other stuff that we're doing because our, friend, our friends are here for today's their last day. So recording here in the morning, then we're going to go out and do some lunch stuff here in a little bit. Awesome. It'll be fun. So might be time to transition to our topic. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so we can get you out of here on time. Now I'm surprised I don't get text yet. Where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. So best games of 2023. This will be an interesting one because we're going to go over it in a bullshit lens. So us being the busy <laughs> creators that we are, mm-hmm. um, we're actually going to go on Metacritic do the best games of the year and then whether we played them or not and whether they sound interesting or not um to add to our infinite backlog list um and bonus points if we would both add it to a video game bullshit homework in the future too um and i think you're gonna pull up some some bad reviews on great games too just yeah we'll do that on the fly as we talk about them but well the ones that we've talked about anyway because you know obviously have you played Baldur's gate three so that is number one tristan as you jump the gun number one (laughs) is Baldur's gate three um released august 3rd um and essentially it got a meta score of 96 Mm mm-hmm um, that is the number one game of the year. Um, listed, all these are listed as like must plays. The top few yep. games. Um, and no, hell no, I didn't play Baldur's Gate three. Same, um, no time. I don't no even. Time. I I know what is it? A strategy? 
style game or is it more of an action sure. rpg aligned with like a diablo 3 uh, i i i think it's more like skyrimish okay okay sounds awesome then i would love it um i have not played it i've heard it's awesome it's top game over our top game mm-hmm. um on metacritic but yeah i haven't played it um if it is like skyrim i would probably add it to an infinite backlog it wouldn't be high on the priority list because I don't know about the whole series or anything, but like, yeah, and and I'm in the same boat too. Like, I'm I'm sure I would enjoy it, but yeah. it's not on my list. I never played any Baldur's Gate game. I have no affiliation with that that franchise. I, yeah, it means nothing to me. Well, and that's where like, I even asked the question, like, like what the heck is it like a um, Diablo three where it's like overhead or well, yeah, style like. It's it's not something I would watch in you know someone play on Twitch or whatever. Well, and, and I don't do that anyway, so it has to be something that I want to play. Um, looking at and I just I clicked on the thing because I'm on Metacritic to get the list. Yeah. It does have the overhead viewed like a Diablo three. Oh, it does. See, yeah, uh, shows how much. Whereas the now. pictures of the characters look like Skyrim at <clears> first. <throat> so I'm like, ooh, cool, mm-hmm. but no. Um, but yeah, there is, it is absolutely an overhead, which is cool. I actually like Diablo three. It's on my infinite backlog, the switch version. I haven't played it like more than mm-hmm. an hour. Um, so yeah, I would add a Baldur's gate three since it is the top game of 2023, according to Metacritic reviews, I would add it to a backlog would not do a video game bullshit episode on it. What about you, Tristan? Would it go to your backlog or no interest? I mean, yeah. So yeah, like, like you alluded to, like it, it is Metacritic. It, it's on their must playlist. Like let's, mm-hmm. uh, there, there are 24 uh, that they highlight here on this first page. But only a few of them, only a handful of them get this must-play badge. And it's not everyone in order either. No, no. It skips around. Yeah. So skips around. Yeah, so second game, um, definitely my game of the year. I would assume it's your game of the year. It Um, most certainly is. Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. And we did how many episodes of Video Game Bullshit on it? It was at least three. three, three, (laughs) It was at least three. Yeah, I was in the perfect storm of moving. Was able to play the hell out of it. Put in a lot of hours into the game. It was amazing. Yeah, and I was on disability at the time, so I wasn't working. It might be one of my favorite experiences of all time, like gaming experiences. Like It was just perfect storm. What a great story. Mm -hmm. Great gameplay, great story. Now, mm. that being said, I have no urge or intention to go back and clean up everything else and do everything in the game. Um, That means get all of the stuff I've missed, all the shrines, all that. I have it all mapped out. I have it all mapped out and ready Um, because I went through the map and followed Mm -hmm. an online phone thing and marked out, mapped out all the things in my in the game map so I can go hunt stuff. Um, I just haven't done it. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't. Yeah, do it. I I think the only thing that I would probably go back and do, and and this is just because I I keep seeing more and more of like uh, the um, the creative uh, contraptions that people have built. I want to kind of try and and like build some of those contraptions uh, just to try them out. It'd be fun, yeah. So um, there was something in the news with Tears of the Kingdom that I saw that I didn't want to talk about in the news because we were going to talk about it here. So apparently there is a hint somewhere in the game that talks about a potential DLC that maybe Nintendo won't do now. Um, So essentially when you're looking at the Ganon, buff Ganon uh, stories, 
Um, there are two weird looking Gerudo girls that are next to him. They're green in color and one has a blue and one has a red little, little, uh, jewels on them. And huh. it's literally like a hint to twin Rova like there. Cause that's like Ganon's like quote unquote mother or, you know, creator or whatever. Um, and so there, and there's like pictures and people zoomed in on it and it's absolutely their different skin color than all the other girls. And they both have the colors of the twin Rova, like two witches as a wild thing. So if Nintendo ever decided to eventually do a DLC, that would probably have been the focus because it's already planted there. It's already planted there in the story. Yeah. And it would be um, like a, open moment like holy shit that would yeah that would get me back into the game i would play it again if they added some dlc and i would probably go down to rapid hole i mean the the to either that map is so expansive and um if they did decide to do huh the picture's right above me on the screen oh yeah there it is <laughs> <laughs> if uh if they did decide to do dlc they've got plenty of room to play with it um, and, uh, I mean, you know, we, we've talked about it ad nauseum, um, but like, loved it. Y- j- I, yeah. I, I loved it. And the exploration was just on the next level because like, you know, the cave system that they, they added, um, I, I, you know, not even to talk about the underground, which I didn't really enjoy that much to be honest, oh, but, um, but the, the exploration on, on the ground level was just crazy. And then everything else was just icing on the cake. Um, uh, so I've I've pulled up a so, uh, negative review. If you want me to read this, yeah, and I haven't I haven't read this yet, but they gave it a three. This is a user score on Metacritic. And they gave it a three out of ten. And um, let's see, it says uh, while the game functions fine technically, I don't have much else positive to say. Tears of the Kingdom is everything Breath of the Wild was not. It's unrewarding, grindy, immersion breaking, poorly written, trend chasing, uninteractive, and frankly stupid. The core gameplay loop of exploration does not work with a world designed for that exploration that the player has not experienced does not fully understand. Uh, uh, That was Breath of the Wild's innovation. Tears of the Kingdom fails to understand this on a fundamental level to such a degree that we might even start to think Breath of the Wild was a fluke. Beyond that, Tears of the Kingdom's new mechanics actually negatively impact Breath of the Wild's other major innovation, world interaction. (laughs) <laughs> because you no longer have to think about the terrain when you can just ascend past it all or build a flying machine to bypass it all. It's kind of amazing how little they considered Breath of the Wild when making this game. Then uh, there's the story which tries to pretend all the other Zelda games never existed. Breath of the Wild included, despite being a sequel. Uh, never seen anything like it before, but it's awful. awful. That's pretty harsh. <laughs> 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 it's I, I, I chose this one because it was well thought out, even though it's flat wrong. Um, <laughs> I mean, we can, we can pick this apart, but uh, the the one that stands out to me is, um, and maybe there is a little bit of merit behind it. There's the story which tries to pretend all other Zelda games never existed. Yeah. Um, it it was a little weird how like uh, all the guardians just all of a sudden aren't there. Um. You know that we're in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's like they almost destroyed them all, and then there's only a couple references because, like, one's in a building and some stuff. But like, and that's something that's that's hard to do, honestly. Whenever you're trying to innovate and and make something new, because like Tears of the Kingdom 
you know, they're exploring this underground place that has like these murals and lore and stuff that have never been heard of before, right? In any other Zelda game. So yeah, I can see kind of where they're coming from. They're being overly harsh here and, and uh, whatever, but that's the side from the point. I, I can understand where they're coming from because like, yeah, in, in all these other games, you're going to tell me that this has never been mentioned before. But, but again, you run into that with all sorts of franchises like Star Wars, for example. Um, you know, the Mandalorians. Um, <laughs> like, you know, in the original Star Wars, there would never be a mention of all the Mandalorians ex- outside of Boba Fett. Um, well, and the thing is, is that to me, I feel like the Zelda Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom universe is way far into the into the future. So when they go mm-hmm. into the past, it's still the past of the future. Um, so that way, yeah. because like a lot of the ruins that are references to old Zelda games could still be there. Um, so that way that, you know, the, the Raru God character is still after all of the Zelda stuff. That's kind of how I yeah to I, I, I get that too. I so get that way the, it yeah, doesn't I, discount anything. It's just this is their known their known history that they have that you know besides for the random ass shit that's like way before their time that was ancient times like the Egyptians our knowledge of the Egyptians or something. Like, sure. Or, sure. Or some ruins somewhere. Um, that's how I see it. Um, but you know, that's, that's my own way to justify the inconsistencies in my own mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've already talked about the, the gripes that I had with the very the end of the game, the ending. That's um, perfect. I, I won't. No, <laughs> no, it's not. It could have been perfect, but they didn't, they didn't get it perfect. Um, they, they should yeah. have mentioned the Triforce, which they never mentioned. That's my huge gripe that they never once mention the thing that has to do with like all of Zelda lore, the Triforce just all of a sudden doesn't exist anywhere. What the heck? It's Come the on, new, guys. uh, Come on. it's the, it's the new, new timeline. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, I, game I'm still three? not going to give it a three for, for that. Yeah. Game three, game three. Um, and we did a video game bullshit episode on it already. It's Metroid Prime Remastered. Mm-hmm. And they got a 94. Um, the other two, the two top two games got a 96. This game got a 94. Um, on Metacritic. So what's so weird, dude, is like seeing this on the list, it feels like ages ago that we played that game. I can't believe this came out in 2023. I <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. I'm like, this came out in 2023? I don't remember it. It's freaking yeah. wild. Um, it was awesome. It's fun. Um, yeah. Is it on my backlog to play? Yeah. But am I going to get to it? No. <laughs> it's very low on the totem pole of my backlog. No, I, I hope Eric's listening to this. Uh, Metroid isn't worth going back and playing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just um, being a troll. <laughs> now, 3D Metroid is is where I probably won't go back. Um, Super Metroid, I'll go back and play all the time. Recurrently. Yeah, that's an amazing. Yeah, that's a masterpiece. Yeah. Obviously, and I mean all the 2D. I mean Metroidvanias are my my jam. Yeah, um, yep. 3D Metroidvanias are are tougher for me to get into, and literally my yeah. only reason is because I'm unfamiliar with the world of Metroid Prime. Um, I'm gonna get lost, and that getting lost portion with no modern amenities of just hand holding me, my my noob butt, um, <laughs> is is going to be a reason why I won't get into it right now because I just don't have the the time to sink into it to learn it to appreciate it to enjoy it to, to um, me 
Metroid and Castlevania don't work in 3D because uh, there are so many other games like Zelda that do it way better. Because if you're thinking about a Metroidvania, it's, you know, you have roadblocks to progression until you get other items. It's it's the same as Zelda. Um, So why not just play a Zelda game that's perfected that, uh, that formula? Um, I, I don't like, think Metroid to, or Castlevania me, need to exist. In Metroid that Prime Remaster tries to be a combination, and it is, of Zelda-style exploration with Doom. Yeah, um, yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. a first-person shooter. Um, yeah. And it does it does it very well. It's just, yeah. I just don't have the time to sing into it. It's, no. it's cool. Um, I like it. It's really good. It deserves to be on the list. Um, yeah. Um, now, number four, never heard of it. Uh, just never released. heard of it. Asgard's Wrath 2. Oh, yeah, dude. It released, like, what, two weeks ago? It released a couple weeks ago. Got a 93 Metacritic. It may go down <clears> lower. <throat> it says something <throat> about a trickster god Loki and Asgard being, you know, Norse mythology. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, don't know what type of game it is or any of those pieces. Um, yeah. Wouldn't add it to my backlog, but it does look kind of cool. Um, the... Latest user review says only stand alone, only stand alone, only stand. That's what that's that's a zero out of okay. So I assume it's going to go down because people are going to start trolling it. Only stand alone. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. All right. Um, number five is an interesting one because I've seen people say it is their if Zelda wasn't out, it would be their game of the year. Um, and it is Resident Evil 4. Uh, the remake. And from what I'm tracking, it is a completely different feel of a game. It does not really like the original. Okay. No. Hmm. They added the modern Resident Evil remake aspects to it. It controls a little bit differently, more modern, kind of well, like maybe I will play it, um, my goal is to add all of those to my backlog. All the remake ones that are in this new style so I can get an appreciation of them. Sure. Uh, because I haven't even played seven or an, any of them and village or and nothing. Um, and I would love to, um, village. I have played village. I, would I have love to play all those. I just haven't had time, haven't had mm-hmm. time. Um, and they haven't been high on my list, but I think at 93 Metacritic score, I think it's worth it. Um, some people say it's, it's perfect. Um, for a re- well, I'm, I'm glad you said that uh, because I, I didn't know that they changed the formula that much from Resident Evil 4. You know, I've, I've played it on GameCube, I played it on the Wii, I played it on the PS2, it's been on so many different systems. I played it on the Oculus, I, I've played it so many times. Like, I didn't, Gizmondo. yeah, <laughs> sure, <laughs> I played it so many times that I didn't feel like I needed to play it again. But if they changed it that much and, and it's that different, then uh, maybe I do need to play this one. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that one might be fun to do, a, especially if they, they have it on PS5. It might be worth mm-hmm. doing a video game bullshit of it. For sure, for sure. I mean, I haven't played Resident Evil 4 since the GameCube <clears throat> version back in the day, so I, mm-hmm. I have no knowledge. Um, I actually bought the version <laughs> on the Wii to have the Wii remote. I never even played it. Uh, I love I love mentioning this, and you know, it's uh, going back to the GameCube version. So I, I played the the GameCube version. It's it's an amazing game. Obviously, it it uh, reinvented Resident Evil um, for you know uh, for what it is now. I mean, like you know, it was something completely different before then. Anyway, um, you know that first boss, the lake boss. Um, that giant fish monster thing. 
yeah, where yeah, you're in the boat. Fun. Well, uh, so there's a part where you're you first come up on the lake and there's a dock. Um, so Resident Evil Four is full of all these like secrets where like uh, you shoot a certain thing and then like a gem falls out and you can pick it up and you can like spend it later. Well. Um, there's one part where you go out on this dock and if you shoot, you stand on the end of the dock and you shoot the water a bunch, that, that monster comes out of the water and, and eats you and kills that happened you. to me the first time. <laughs> well, I knew this was going to happen and I was I watching know. a friend of mine play the game who had never played it before. I'm like, dude, shoot the water, shoot the water. And then a treasure comes up. <laughs> so. He goes to the end of the dock, he's shooting the water, and the monster comes up and eats him. I, I died laughing. Like You're such a troll. I am. Oh, dude, yes. <laughs> all, all day long. So Craziness. Yeah. Yeah, I figure we'll, t- we'll on the episode here, we'll, we'll cover the top 10 and then pick out a few out of the, the top 24 that are interesting. Awesome. Um, uh, number six, Super Mario Wonder. What's that? 92, 92 on Metacritic. So um, a lot of people are considering wonder as one of the, the best Mario game released, which I, I don't know if it's at that yet. We'll see how it lasts Mm. over the years. Um, We'll see, but it was awesome. It was a fun game. Loved it. Um, It was, it was good. I don't think it was groundbreaking. People were saying it was the best Mario game since uh, Mario world. I, I disagree with that. For two D, I would say two D. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Hmm. Well, two D was released. That was better than Mario Wonder since Mario okay. World. Um, okay, but, so I have a, b- a bad review for this one. Oh, I bet. Um, so uh, this is uh, by user Rotten Peach. Rotten Peach. Appropriate. Uh, maybe it's because I grew up in the 80s and 90s and remember how perfectly fun and difficult those early side scrollers were and how accomplished. Um, beating a level felt, let alone the game. This game is the opposite of that. Literally nothing is difficult to the point that it feels like you're just going through the motions. Mario was never about story, so having essentially no story in levels that are, while graphically interesting, ultimately boring AF, (coughs) means that I can't give this more than a 4 out of 10. Hmm. Playing with my husband after taking a gummy, (laughs) maybe I can bump it up to a 6. But that's just because we are fun, not the game. That's hilarious. <laughs> taking a, a gummy. You don't have to take a gummy to play that game. It's, it's freaking on crack anyway. It's on acid. Friend with weed is a friend indeed. <laughs> that's funny. Dude, that's funny. Yeah, no, it's... I mean, the thing is, is there's a lot of break levels where you just, you just go through and do something fun in between. Yeah. Um, I loved it. It was cool. Um, am yeah, I going to go back and play it? No. Not yeah, it, well, uh, and I'm I'm in the same boat as you, but for a reason. Um, I think the the most fun part about that game is is the unexpectedness of what's going to happen huh. when you get that wonder seed. In every single level, it's different. Um, but you know, uh, obviously, there's no replay value in that because the 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 secrets out there. Well, uh, once well, there you've is when I'm that. when my old ass forgets <clears throat> about it all and I play it again fresh. <laughs> and, and, I gotta wait yeah, a couple well, years. And it, you got to pop a gummy and then play it and play it and pop a gummy apparently. Um, <laughs> but, um, but no, like it's, um, yeah, I'll, I'll play it later in the future. Um, yeah. number seven, Xenoblade Chronicles three, but it says expansion pass wave four. Um, so I'm not sure when okay. Xenoblade three was released. Yeah. No um, idea. 
I don't think it was 2023 though. It feels like it was earlier. Maybe I'm crazy, but um, Xenoblade uh-huh. 3 is awesome. It was cool. I played through the uh, first couple hours. I enjoyed sure. the hell out of it. Um, that's why I'm, I don't think it was this year. <laughs> that's yeah, really good. I don't remember playing it this year, but um, it was cool as hell. Um, the fact that they're still doing expansion passes and stuff is awesome, and maybe they'll have an ultimate edition later. Um, that is in my deep backlog. Like I'm probably not going to play it anytime <clears> soon. <throat> um, next one, number eight, Street Fighter Six got a ninety-two. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of playing some Street Fighter. Yeah, shit. buddy, it was cool as hell. Um, definitely uh, liked playing it. I even liked the little story mode where you got like no moves and you got to build them up and talk to people. Yeah. And, <laughs> like it was, it was cool as hell. Played the online version, won some matches, lost some matches. It was, it was really good. You can create your freak of nature character. Like, oh man, you could <laughs> like the the create a, uh, a character, create a player. Uh, they they can you can create some interesting looking fighters. I'll just put it that way. Interesting yeah. looking, very so, alien. So number eight's the last one that I realize I recognize for a while because like number nine and ten are against the storm and to- turbo overkill, which I don't know either of those games. No. Mm-mm. Um, and if they're cool, li- uh, listeners, let us know. Like if they're yeah. cool. Um, there's a quick two enhanced edition that came out. Wasn't tracking that, but that's kind of cool. Didn't know that. Uh, Marvel's Spider-Man two is number 13. That was um, a huge one. That should go in my backlog. Um, not yet. And I've heard number 15, Dave, the diver is cool. I've heard oh, that Dave, the diver never is really, it. really cool. Um, but number 16 is one I did play. Um, hmm. Pizza Tower, fucking ridiculous game. I don't know if you heard of Pizza Tower, Tristan. It had 89 Metacritic. Um, So essentially, it's a 2D platformer game, and you are this pizza chef. Like, looks like he's something out of like a Chef Boyardee or something crazy. And you just sprint in level, and you can run up levels and do all this crazy stuff. And it's like a, like, it's not real like speed runny, but it's more like you feel like you're like, is it like a puzzle platformer kind of thing? Little bit, but not really. It's it's a precision platformer that has some fast elements that you have to pull off. Like you have to dash through stuff and you have to do other things. Interesting. You just kind of kind of learn the mentality. And um, Game Theory on YouTube did a lore episode of it, which is wild. Like there's oh, a story behind it. That's fucking crazy. Um, that Shout one I would Matt recommend. Pat. That one is in my backlog, my earlier backlog. Yeah. Um, and then there's you know Dead Space had a re-release. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like I, to play that. I really enjoyed Dead Space yeah. the first time I ever played it. And then the only other one that I mean, because there's other <clears> things <throat> in there like Cyberpunk 2077 and um, Alan Wake 2. But number 22 is one that nah. we played. Dead Cells Return the Castle. Did we? Did we play it? Did we play it? It was on yep. the bullshit homework just because you uh, decided to use a, a grandpa version that doesn't yeah. update. Thanks, Xbox. <laughs> your janky ass Dead Cells Castlevania DLC that never kicked in. Fucking awesome game. That was that was one of my favorite games of 2023. I'm not salty at all. Yeah, and I love Dead, Dead Cells and I love Castlevania. Yeah. So I'm sure I would have loved it. Yeah. Um, and then there's two games that um, were on my favorite games of the year that were not on the top 24 Metacritics. Number one, Super Mario RPG was awesome. Yeah. Like we played yep. it, loved it, wasn't on the Metacritic. The yep. other one that I still play to this day, I played it yesterday, Daily Daddish, a 
freaking love Daily Daddish. Every day is an, a one, you get to play one level every day. You can only play one level every day. And every oh. day you play a platforming level. Oh, yeah, on. you did talk about that. Yeah, I've been playing it all year. I just, I pop it in. It's a fun little couple minute romp you can get through try to get the star if you want to you get 10 stars you're gonna lock a skin of of daily dash i am pine uncle is who i am now pine uncle um but and then they do a little funny quirk a little joke at the end every time like they tell you a little like crazy little funny meta joke and it's 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 just cute it's cool that's a that's one of my favorite games of the year because i just played it the whole year i don't play it every day um, I didn't play it yesterday, but I played it like two days ago. Like, and I just, whenever I pop on the switch, I play daily Dash, and then I'll play whatever I'm going to play on the switch. Okay. Listeners do not crucify me. If it didn't come out in 2023, it's one of those that's like fuzzy. It could have been the end of last year. Yeah. Uh, I didn't start playing it until the beginning of, of this year though. Well, here's the thing. Um, I mentioned our favorite games we played in 2023. So you're well, good. There you go. Cool. If it's released in 2023, we don't care. Yeah. Uh, our list was Metacritic from 2023. Yeah. Um, Daily Daddish, I'm pretty sure, was released in 2022. But I've oh, okay. played it all year. Sure. Well, either way, it, it might have been 2023. It might have been 2022. Either way, um, The Binding of Isaac Repentance. Oh, um, yeah. You were, you were all... Oh my gosh, man! I I love I love the Binding of Isaac, and I wish I had more time to play because that's one of those games that you can just pick up and play. But my gosh, do you have to invest a lot of time to unlock everything and do everything? Now, is that a new game or is it just DLC for the Binding of Isaac? Uh, it's a new baseline. Um, I would it's call it another. a new game. It's uh, there's so much. It's a new. Ba- yeah, it's I'd call okay. it a new game. Okay, so mm-hmm. so if I bought Binding of Isaac Repentance, it wouldn't be like it just continues my save from Binding of Isaac into No, 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 no. The new game. No. That's awesome. Well, I, I, I don't know about Steam. Steam might work differently, the PC. Um, but it, it definitely doesn't work like that on the Switch. Hmm. Okay, yeah. that's awesome then. Because I have the original version on the Switch. I haven't bought Repentance. Yeah. I will have to buy it. Because I Dude, love there's the so much Isaac. there's so much extra content in so many secrets. It's just insane. And and you know, Edward McMillan, the, the maker of Isaac, um, he worked and Super with Super Meat Boy. And Super Meat Boy. Um, he worked with all of the uh the community, the modding community, to actually integrate uh the best of um what they put together. And that's actually in this final, it's supposed to be the final um Binding of Isaac. I hope that's not the case, um, but it's incredible. I can't say enough about it. So um, there, they, it is different on Steam. So you have the Binding of Isaac um, Rebirth, which is the mm-hmm. remake of Binding of Isaac. You yeah. have Repentance, yeah. and you have Afterbirth. Maybe it's Afterbirth. What's the latest one? Gosh, damn it. Because there's Rebirth and Afterbirth, which I, I think Rebirth and Afterbirth are the same freaking game. I think Repentance is its own thing because it's because Afterbirth Plus is 20 bucks and then Repentance is 30 bucks. It's separate. Yeah, it's Repentance that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Repentance is the one that you're talking about. It's incredible. But it is its own game. It is its own <clears> game. <throat> So okay. on Steam too, just as clarification. So mm-hmm. I will have to absolutely get it for Switch though, because I loved playing the first one on Switch. I actually got that game, I think on Xbox One. That was like one of my first purchases digitally on Xbox One because I wanted to play it so bad. 
the original Binding of Isaac. As as far as replay value goes, I don't think I've ever played another game that has as much replay value as that game does. I just I can't think of another title that even rivals the Binding of Isaac mm. Repentance. Um, for me, it would be a little known game called A Robot Named Fight that I'm still unlocking. Or maybe uh, Vampire Savior for you. Yeah. No, yeah. but um, it's it's the roguelike mentality, though. Like the mm-hmm. roguelikes yeah, absolutely. Yes. are amazing. That's yes. where like roguelikes done right is Binding of Isaac, Robot Named Fight, uh, Vampire Survivors is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm still, mm-hmm. I played it the other day and I unlocked more shit. And I'm like, holy cow. They, and they've done so much <laughs> DLC. They're doing yeah. more and more DLC. They did an Among Us DLC. Like it's that's it's cool. Crazy. I didn't even get to the Among Us stuff. I unlocked new things that I didn't even know existed. And I still haven't gotten through the glass ceiling to start unlocking new abilities. And there's a whole new whole thing that I haven't even unlocked yet. And I've played the shit out of the game. That's nuts, dude. So freaking cool. But yeah, so um, so for listeners and viewers, like, what were your favorite games of 2023 that we missed? Because um, we had some really awesome games. It's been a fun fucking year. Um, and it's a different way that video game bullshit does. Um our bullshit homework that we're working on is called T-E-V-I. Is it Tevi or TV? Um, oh, I, I say Tevi. Sure. Tevi? It might be we'll wrong. Tevi. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Metroidvania style game with some anime aesthetics. So we'll be talking about that on the next episode. Uh, see how we did. We had one code provided by the <laughs> d- developer or the marketing people. So um, it will be a you know code provided, but I bought my own copy. So mm-hmm. I will. But as always, our thoughts would be around. Um, because they only so sent one per channel or something. I'm like, well, there's two of us on the podcast. You sent us two copies. We're good. So I, yeah. Um, but I've I've been playing it. I know you've played it. And so we could talk about it. Um, it is insane. And we'll, then what so uh, games do you want us to play in 2024? New, old, whatever. Do we need to play Pole No Die Boken? I basically talked uh, about the entire gosh, game already. That's so, so awesome, dude. That's um, a fun game. Yeah, and uh, you know, just reflecting on on 2023 and seeing all yeah. these amazing games that came out, um, I, it's I, I don't know what's in store for 2024 or how it can compete with 2023 because 2023 felt like it was insane, yeah. just like, game after game after game that just bangers, amazing, amazing. What in a what a year? What a and year! The games that we haven't played like Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't play it. I know it's amazing. I played yeah. a lot of Spider-Man, Miles Morales, in Part One. Like I played a lot. Yeah, of it. same. It's really fun. But I never, I never played Sandbox. Too. I don't have time for Sandbox games. No, they're fun. They're good. <laughs> yeah. Like my wife and I were joking that I still haven't played Grand Theft Auto Five Story Mode, and I need to. Like, in are you kidding months. me? Love that. I don't have That's time. That's insane, for that. dude. I've been, I've been making books for ten years, brother. Like I, yeah, <laughs> like I've I been. Know. This last year where you've went crazy, that's been my 2013 on. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Like, it's just been nonstop fun. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, though, is that I enjoy creation so much that it's a good problem to have, is that I have so many amazing titles that I don't have time to play. Um, And I'm starting to understand and uh, relate to your problem because I'm right there with you now. And I mean, some of those years where I was releasing three and four bucks is nuts, dude. Like, I don't like that's craziness. Last the last year, I released a couple and it was awesome. And mm-hmm. while we're still working on and making game stuff, which has been crazy. Um, 
we'll see what 2024 has in store for us. Um, <laughs> Come on, keep keep it coming, game industry. Some, keep it somebody coming. asked what the um, New Year's resolutions are. Um, mine is no regrets. That's it. So no I went to the top of a mountain yesterday. I'm already doing it. But like, that's awesome, man. I'm going um, to do all the things. I, I I burnt myself out on uh, being overseas, you know, in 2022, like the entire year. Um, uh, I was I was this this past year was the full first full year I've ever been home, um, uh, you know, since uh, 1999. I'm not exaggerating, um, and uh, I I think next year I want to travel a, a little bit more, but uh, you know, with my wife. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, going I, yeah, exactly. Go on vacation yeah. a couple times, awesome. go to California, go to, she's never been to Disney. So I want to take her to Disney. Well, yeah. if you go during spring break, I'm going the weekend after game on, we're going to Disneyland. We already have, oh, are you, we already have tickets. Well, um, Hey, I'm, shoot so me the dates. we'll see if we can, uh, cause I'm literally flying up. out, um, to game on. And then Andrea and London are coming out that weekend uh after or whatever on monday yeah. i'm gonna go to la and we're doing disney that's cool yeah we're talking yeah. about doing it too we're, we're pretty yeah. serious about it so yeah we'll see. like my my wife is a disney file she loves it and so we're gonna go and enjoy ourselves and i'm also definitely hitting up nintendo land like oh uh, sure yeah yeah like, mm-hmm. i am that's the only thing we're doing outside the disney bubble as my wife calls it but like i am doing super nintendo world i have oh 100 yeah if, if we're out there already how could I not? Mm-hmm. How could um, I not? So, so I will uh, shoot you the. I know it's in the spring. It's literally the the Monday after Game On Expo, and I'm going to Game yeah. On Expo. I'm doing a panel there too. So if you're <clears> going to be at Game On as well, then we will do a bullshit panel. Um, but it's Phoenix, Arizona. So, mm-hmm. and my my family's not going to to Game On. I'm going by myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna be out there early too, and I'm gonna hang out with Scott um, from cool. Premium. And John Lester, who runs the convention. Good dude. Um, now, good dude. just to add icing on the cake is uh, Grant Kirkhope will be there, who did the music for Donkey Kong Country. Oh, hell yeah. And a lot of other games. And I asked him, does he what types of shots does he want? And he said he likes tequila. And so I was going to be a story. <laughs> <laughs> and of course daniel Pacino will be out there and uh-huh. and all the usual suspects like our our buddy tim kits kits row kits yeah i'm using him i'll use them as the intro this time since i mentioned them on the episode um <laughs> but yeah like now it's it's gonna be a fun time um there's a, a bunch of other guys there too like well, yeah that's um, that's a show i've never been to and i really want to go because it's it's such a good one to go to um oh, it's, everyone after always, parties are fun too yeah i mean because like because at the at that convention it's you know it's phoenix uh there's a lot of cool games to find but then yeah. you go and you walk downtown phoenix and you go to this uh arcade bar called cobra and the owner of their school is hell and you know it's like a big like it, there's people everywhere like it's a big party and yeah. that one is is always a really fun after party that we have done, like the years I went. Um, yeah, it's it's just a really cool vibe. And then the coolest part is after that, though, we all just hang out in like a lobby somewhere and we all just bullshit about games all night. And it's it's so cool. Yeah. The the one wild card I have this this uh, coming year and well, uh, the next couple of years, um, I'm starting school in March, um, but yeah. it's all online. So 
pretty flexible. All I got to do is make sure you keep on your, I mean, cause that's essentially like, I'm going to be in the same boat here. Uh, starting July, I'm in, I'm in training, which is mm-hmm. basically school for a year. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So I'll be in training for a year as well in July. So, but if I could manage to come to a game on, um, I would love to do that. I I'm already planning on going to Midwest, um, which is a couple weeks after uh, it is game only a couple on. weeks so, after. Why I don't think I'll be able to meet make Midwest because it's so close and the mm-hmm. flights are so well. Yeah, for for you and for me, hours. it's just yeah. I'm I'm obviously going to be flying to to Phoenix if I go, but it, you know it's just driving for me to to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that long a drive. Yeah, if if I wasn't in Hawaii, I would I would be planning to go to Midwest. Yeah. And this would be the first year that I've missed in over 10 years. Yeah, which is insane. But yeah. uh I'll bring a cardboard cut out of you. Yeah. That? that would be hilarious. A big head. <laughs> Where's Jeff? Right here. Yeah. It's on a stick. <laughs> head on a stick. <laughs> That'd be funny, man. Well, is it time to end the episode? I think so. Uh, they've they've heard us ramble enough. <laughs> well, everybody, I uh, appreciate you uh, checking us out, hearing about our best games of 2023 and all the shenanigans. Um, if you want to check out any of our books that we have, we do have um, the newest, latest, and greatest available at HagensAlley.com um, and games at PremiumEditionGames.com. I know we have our latest uh, Gamers for Kids charity exclusive that's going up where we you know build game uh rooms at homeless shelters for children that are less than fortunate mm-hmm. um and that is for mighty fight federation which has toe jam and earl in it which is freaking surreal Hell um, yeah! Hell and then you also outside of hagensalley.com to get books you can go to tristan's awesome website where you can get his video game collector's field guide but by console <laughs> custom yes. printed with yeah. his own saliva in the inking mm-hmm. um, my, my uh, dna if you want to clone me clone me <laughs> and that is is a video game collector it's guide. it's very close vg collectors guide.com vg collectors guide.com yeah. i always want to add more to it but vg collectors guide.com is actually easier to write than video game collectors just guide. google it you'll find it <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah everybody thanks for listening happy you know new year upcoming and we will see you in 2024 later guys Thank you.